0: And I must keep running, running, and 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 running, and, and,
1: And I must keep running, running, and 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 running, and, and, Welcome to episode 109 of the Weird Science Marvel Comics podcast, as you can hear... Brandon, you're with me.
0: The guy is drunk. The guy is not I drunk. Was, he might
1: yeah. be. Oh, yesterday anymore? Well, you, you <laughs> well, ended up uh, at least morning. getting to watch your bills. Yeah, uh, you, you got to watch them after. I don't know. You, you ended up sending me messages last night that I think maybe you were making omelets of some sort. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> you were telling me late night exploits. You were <laughs> yes. telling me about. Oh my! Uh, you were saying things were excellent. <laughs> People have no idea what we're talking no, about. They don't. Uh, so uh, speaking of things that have happened, I ended up telling you right before we started recording that I have to tell you because uh, we were getting together here. I said, okay, Brandon didn't get too drunk watching the Bills uh, victory yeah. today and uh, because it's an away game with Tennessee. So yeah. that was the, uh, the big thing. Although there were plenty thing, so. of
2: Buffalo people down there from the looks of it getting drunk themselves. Yeah, did.
1: <laughs> I have uh, told from Dancing Mike, who doesn't listen to this podcast – That a lot of the locals in Tennessee, he's from Merville, Tennessee, but a lot of the locals do not consider the Titans their team. They they had all had teams before then, and because they were the Oilers and then relocated to Tennessee, they don't like that. They didn't like that it was a relocated team. Maybe It wasn't like the National Predators just born there. Yeah, maybe if it was a team that was born there that just came about, uh, it would have been a different case, but that's why you always see... Dancing Mike on Twitter pushing the Steelers because the Steelers yeah. were the team he had picked because for you know the longest time they didn't have a team. Now he is a volunteers fan through and through. So he is and a predators fan. So if you end up having the local teams, they'll certainly support him. But what he told me is not a lot of people actually think of the Titans as their home team. team. So that stinks. And then pretty much, you know, their stadium gets taken over. It seems a lot. That's just what he said. I have not been down there, obviously. So if you're from Tennessee and you're the only 10 I see, then you can tell me me that I'm full of poop. If you want to, but what ended up happening to me is uh, we were talking, and I said, All right, Brandon's not drunk, so let's get going. I, I, I'm putting my outline together here, and this is also going to be an excuse if I mess anything up tonight or end up passing out in the middle of it. If all of a sudden you don't hear from me, somebody call 911. And actually, while we're <laughs> doing this, dial one and keep your finger on the other one because it might happen. <laughs> because what happened is I grabbed my a coffee mug. I have one of those Yeti coffee mugs. That's the best oh, thing yeah. that I've ever been given from my oldest son as a keep present. Hot I for love hours. it. Oh my God. I go to work and the coffee after lunch is still at least warm. It never gets cold. Uh, so I end up keep grabbing that and I go to walk down the stairs to go downstairs and get my coffee. And it seems as if somebody either had spilled something at the top of the stairs or had taken a shower. And as uh, the Werner boys, including me, we kind of don't use a lot of toweling down. You you get out of there, you go and get the whole, you know, everything around the bathroom wet. And so I went to go. Yeah. Well, I was at the top of the stairs and I proceeded to go down the stairs. Somersault version uh, ended up flying (laughs) down. I think that, pretty much i did two full somersaults ended up getting my arm stuck in the banister which ended (laughs) up really hurting it but luckily it kind of came out because almost like a mel gibson i kind of have like a a double jointed type of shoulder from it being injured playing hockey so that kind of wiggled out a bit then i ended up smashing against the wall and then i ended up in a heap stuck between a bin that was at the bottom of the stairs and the stairs themselves and kind of like you know crunched in there now as all this was going on all i could hear is my youngest son logan who was downstairs all the time playing Fortnite, laughing at the top of his uh, lungs. I thought he was going to be
2: cussing you out for making oh, too no, much no, noise. No, I'm laughing.
1: <laughs> so then I'm laying there and I, I may have been knocked out. I'm not sure. Uh, Tanya said that if I was knocked out, I had to go to the hospital. I said, We're here. we got stuff to do tonight. Yeah. Plus, uh, the one guy at our work ended up having a, what ended up being a panic attack, but he thought he was having a heart attack. Our insurance is so bad. I believe the trip to the hospital and just the tests for that ended up costing him like $12,000. Dollars out, so I'm oh. like, no, we're not going. Uh, I'll just die here. Plus, I, I realized because then Rafe comes running down, asking what's going on. Logan tells him, explains what happened. Rafe starts laughing, goes back in his room, and I'm I'm still laying there, wedged oh. in between the stairs and the bin. Then Tanya came down and then tried to figure things out. But Logan, at not one point asked how I was. At one point, <laughs> he's just like "I better go get mom," and just ran upstairs. I, I actually and fell
2: down the stairs. Not. Recently, it was, i think it was about a year ago—but I just went back first down. I don't know halfway through with, mm-hmm. with just dry feet hitting the carpet wrong. Yeah, and I, my back killed me for
1: probably. Yeah, well, two weeks. I'm telling you, I believe tomorrow my shoulder was going to wake kill me. up, the real sore. My, my elbow oh, yeah. is already <laughs> swollen. There's a huge like egg on the end of my elbow. I ended up hurting my one, my right foot, and then also my left knee. So I messed up. I'm telling you, I went None fully. Are not made to do and somersaults as I was going down, anymore. no, no, somersaults on the stairs. I I can't <laughs> do somersaults th- normally because I get dizzy. <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you i'm at work and i start spinning around i'm about to throw up i, so I, down, I was never
2: able i was never someone really able to do flips or anything yeah. like that uh, so somersaults are also a very awkward occurrence for yeah me yeah you know what's that.
1: uh you know what's pretty funny to see me try to do is a cartwheel not a very yeah. good cartwheel oh,
2: i might have the worst cartwheels as well yeah. ever yeah.
1: you know yeah mine's miss. pretty bad mine's My feet pretty feet don't go up at all so so now I'm, I'm mad at everybody in the house because they are. And then I said to Tanya, they could have at least, uh, you know, shown some concern that I was hurt. She goes, well, they're just kids and the kids who hate me is what it seems, but we're here to talk Marvel comics. And if you want to find us all around, we do have a website that is weird science, com. We also have a. Have, know, a Twitter account. See, I'm telling yes. you, I'm going to have problems. I, I think that maybe that's <laughs> the thing. I'm, I might be drunk now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have a Twitter account that is WS Marvel Comics. If you follow us, we'll follow you back. Even if you don't like that, if you don't like that, you can actually, I'll even throw it out there. If you don't want me to follow you back, let me know. And then I won't. I won't
2: follow you back. If you let me know, I I still don't want to get you put on any of these block. That is true. (laughs) That that could be, that's
1: a legitimate thing. If you like say a Dan slot, Al Ewing, Jim's up, you may want to avoid us. Tamara bond, uh, those people have blocked us, but mainly the uh, DC side of things—they have blocked. Yeah, it's fine that way. Uh, we also have a Patreon account. If you can't get enough of this nonsense, here you can go over to Patreon.com/slash Weird Science. Get a whole bunch of shows, DC, Marvel. Indie non comic book stuff this past week. The Patreon only spotlight on the Marvel side was Spider Verse number one and Absolute Carnage Immortal Hulk number one. We talked about those and, and well, I'll just reveal, I'll spoil it a little. We thought we were going to hate Spider-Verse and like Absolute Carnage, Immortal Hogan. I thought, it was, it, I thought it was a movie
2: thing I was trying to talk yeah, no. out of even covering. It and, and, yeah, I even
1: actually recommended me. it to Jay from Canada. I told him to yeah. check it out. I, I said, check it out. I'm not telling you it's the greatest thing, but it actually surprised me. It's especially enough, if yeah. you're a Miles fan, you know, you'll get a little more Miles and plus, uh, you know, some multiverse stuff, some other Earth stuff. Um, And that's about all Of the things I think to get this Whole thing started now we do End up having polls up for What is going to be picked for these Patreon spotlights and the Marvel one Comes out Wednesday Uh, it's the first Thing that we record you can got to get a a Jump onto things then I forgot to put the polls up this week Uh, So I'm gonna have to put them up when we're done uh, Doing this because usually this is the point Where I'm like well this is winning And that's winning well (laughs) I I actually When I went over to the Patreon the check what was winning realized i never put it up then i was busy today <laughs> doing some stuff and then falling down the I, stairs I, so i, I forgot I all a about
2: wild it. couple weeks i've had weddings last yeah. weekend i had a stag party this weekend you know oh. some other stuff that went down and the guy i not know drunk. it's not getting it's not getting mm-hmm. better anytime soon in october i got a wedding at the end of the month Really? I, I can't wait for a little normalcy. What happened? Normalcy what what to, did you,
1: did you end up, you know, the, the floodgates opened that you had all your friends, all your guys that go to those Buffalo Bills games with yeah. your nonsense, with your, your denim jackets and jumping <laughs> off of buildings onto tables. And the minute that you got married, then all the other girlfriends of <laughs> your friends are like, started yeah, they're all like, yeah. Oh, well, Brandon and you know, they got married. What the heck? You know, they also have two kids. I mean, yeah. really. That yep. Kind of push that. That kind of pushed that. Braxton, you can end up pretty much thanking him, right? For the yeah. most part, Braxton yep. was the final domino the in, in your coffin. little deal. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah that definitely. was the final nail in the coffin. You had to get <laughs> married. Then, but uh, that's that. Where you are now, going to go off to some books.
0: Got online. It was a Sunday night I wrote up my notes To get the feeling right Brandon had messaged me He's drinking at his friends But that was at quarter to three And that's about the time The jerk passed out on me He lives in Buffalo I couldn't I see I guess it's just me on the weekend show Way up there in Buffalo It's just another Sunday night Brandon's drunk again Brandon's drunk again
1: Ah, uh, Brendan's drunk again. But no, yes. Brendan, you were drunk Saturday. Saturday, night, I switched it up. Not on everybody. Sunday yep. night. But even so, when you were messaging me during your escapades <laughs> or your escapades, <laughs> as we said earlier. I didn't know that maybe I'd be heading to Buffalo with bail money is what I thought. And (laughs) I haven't told you so. I actually even said, like, oh, yes, we'll have to get the GoFundMe going for you. But you are here. I actually even said we were recording the DC Comics podcast at that point. And I said, yeah, I'm not sure that Brandon will be around. tomorrow. (laughs) We'll see how that goes. But here you are. Ready to go, I'm glad because I hate recording by myself. I, I just can't stand it. And and I even said to you at one point. I had uh, a bunch of other books that I had started recording and bailed on because yeah. I didn't like them. I, know, I, I find stuff it tough like that.
2: to do too. I, you know, I like the back and yeah, forth. It
1: is. <laughs> yeah, it's tough because just it's hard at, to squeeze at a point you just in there your voice yeah, gets yeah you off. can't do that yeah you, you end up even or you don't know something and then oh my then then you're just in big trouble uh, yeah you just know that's when you hit the edit <laughs> button you hit the uh, you know edit that out girl although yep. she's the have fun girl today Uh, but we're going to have two books in this section two books that feature the fantastic four one of which is called the fantastic four and the funny thing is the one that's called the fantastic four features less of the fantastic yeah. Four than the Not other the one better of the uh, two either really. yeah it's weird too because i looked and a bunch of people have reviewed this fantastic for this week uh pretty highly in my mind and yeah. i don't know usually don't it's, it's one of our things and it's one of our me and you we have a sticking point it's a little pet peeve that usually when we have a book we like to have the book about the those heroes that are yeah. on the cover and yeah Just you, you go buying back it, and like, forth you know? with it this, this <laughs> this This Fantastic Four that we're going to be talking about, now that'll be the second book, but when we get to that, very odd. Very odd book indeed, but we're going to start with uh, the first number one of the night. We have a couple number ones uh, that we're going to be talking about this weekend, and the first one's Contagion number one. It's written by Ed Brisson, or Ed Brisson, as I like to say, art by Roger Antonio, colors by Veronica Gandini, letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Now, since it is a number one, there isn't a recap page, but... I'm going to do something a little different because usually we just go into it. But instead, because of just it being a number one and trying to explain, I'm going to the solicit and I'm going to read what they say. It's going to be about a new evil beyond understanding comes to the Marvel universe. A seemingly unstoppable force has invaded the Marvel universe. And it's going to take every hero, The streets of New York has to stop it A strange substance is taking over Heroes and citizens alike Almost like the stuff, and I've heard You can't get enough of the stuff Draining them (laughs) from all all of their life force Stealing their knowledge and abilities And neither science nor magic can stop it Where did it come from? Can anything destroy it? And who will fall to its awful overwhelming power? And at the end If you end up reading this And you go to the end There is kind of a letter to the reader From Ed Brisson who is talking about how he loves horror movies and how comics are his thing but horror movies are a little more of his thing and a couple people that he met through comics including editors at marvel and things like that know that he's a huge horror fan and have talked to him about it so he's always wanted to do something like this contagion now also it is a weekly book uh, very one of those I I'm not know sure. That. It's five straight weeks, so you're going to have it each week uh, up until you know issue number five. I I don't mind that. Yeah, even though it is, I even though either. you have to wait like seven days. It still ends up almost like you can marathon it as yeah. opposed to a lot of things. I wish they would do that stories. with just
2: the regular events. Like I would I do too. really love for carnage love to be done and over with in six weeks, yeah. you
1: know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I would too. And, I, then and you I'm enjoying that
2: story. You know, I'm I'm just, I am I too. just like and, it quick.
1: Where I like the idea that they're making this a weekly and it's done in five weeks is the idea that they're not going to reference this in the Fantastic Four book, or they're not going to reference this in anything else. So just get it over with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have some fun with a it. Side uh, story. Go get a trade, and then away we go. And so I do like the idea of it. Now, going into this, it's a little confusing to me, and not confusing of what's going on in the story, because really, this first issue is a very slow build. You're yeah. really only being introduced to the concept. Of pretty much, you know, this virus slash zombie type deal. But that's where I'm confused of why this came about when we do have the Marvel zombies coming back soon. And yeah. so, and also with that, you also have, you know, over at DC right now, we have deceased. I mean, the, it, Eric told me at one point, zombie apocalypse, zombie craze, yeah. the zombie craze ended in 92, I think is what <laughs> Eric said. I'm like, nah, I don't think so. I think yeah. walking dead kind of, he ended up when walking dead it came it, right? out. Yeah. When, well, when walking dead came out, no, he said, I don't want to deal with that. And his buddy that owns the comic shop that he worked at, ended up saying actually giving Eric like three of walking dead. Number ones. Yeah. And he turned them down. He said, I don't want that garbage. The zombie craze is over. This isn't going to be good. <laughs> Eric and have then have he's bought like, one, one of, yeah, I know he's like one of the worst <laughs> decisions he's ever made besides living with Jess. <laughs> he'll never oh, hear that. Though. But so yes, yes. Uh, that shade being thrown at somebody who'll never hear that shade. Yeah. But so with this going in, I think that maybe that's another reason why it's, it's going to be done very quickly. First off, you don't want it to overlap with the, you know, Marvel zombies Zombies, coming out. So you got to get that over with. And it is a little different. It's more of an organic virus that happens, but. I mean, really, you, you, you go and read this. You're like, yep, they're zombies. And you go forward. But it's almost like the, the same company
2: putting out those two competing movies like Armageddon. Yeah. And what was the other one? Uh, the, the other comet one that was. No, that came I know out what you're talking time. about.
1: Yeah. And also uh, that was the big one with Bugs Life and Ants. Yes, uh, that Fox happened. Unfinance, you also had yeah. Dante's Peak and Volcano, I think it yeah. was, at one but point. Th- in a bunch this case, it's things.
2: not competing divisions. It's like the same company competing yeah. against themselves. Yeah, so, it's, yeah, it's
1: like that. Or, you know, when you have the classic where you go and you want to go see – Say the uh, Transformers movie, but then your grandmother goes to the Red Box and gets you the Transmorphers movie, which is <laughs> yeah. actually just a the repurposed movie from yeah. six years ago that, that doesn't even have robots in it. Yeah. And uh, I love it too. I love when they had, at one point, I think that when the Avengers came out and also Tomb Raider might have been around uh, time too, they had Tomb Avenger. I'm like, really? You're really trying to screw some people here. And I always – that's the thing is I always think that it's a grandmother – Whose grandkids are going to be over for the weekend. Like, I better get those movies. I know that he likes those trans <laughs> Gets that. And it's the worst, the yeah. worst viewing ever. The, the, the uh, same
2: grandma that would buy you the go bots for Christmas instead of yeah,
1: transformers. Yeah, and so. also have a lot of ribbon candy, you know, that would <laughs> yeah. maybe fall down the stairs and have all the kids laugh at her. Oh, that's me. Uh, but so you end up going here and it is on, it, it's in New York and it is a what they're claiming a street level story where you're going to have street level characters. The funniest in my mind, I don't consider the fantastic four quite street level later on. We're going to get iron fist. Yeah. We're going to get iron fist. There's street level. You you got a daredevil street level. You get a Luke cage street level, fantastic four. eh, It's a little, (laughs) but you, you end up starting with them. And I like this. I like the art. I like the dialogue. I like. I love anything that uses Ben Ben Grimm as the kind of point of view character because I love that he will yell at kids, uh, which starts off right away. But even before that, you end (laughs) up starting
2: punks that don't
0: leave alone. He
1: thinks that they're just punking him, and it's funny. The punks are punking him. He thinks they're Ashton Kutcher and all that. But you start in Kun Lun uh, one week ago. That is like the start of where this virus started and them trying to figure out what's going on there. It's very quick with UT, who ends up you know, being told, hey, look at this. We're going to have to figure it out. And she ends up going to... Figure it out and going to Iron Fist because a guy has escaped. They Did ended you up pick finding up the out idea, a,
2: they um, well not her personally. Well, yeah, but they, well, this I, is I the guess, origin of the disease. Oh right? yeah,
1: yeah, and the disease starts. It looks like the disease started here and ended up being you know and in my mind maybe a mystical type thing because they end up going down into a newly found staircase beneath the temple floor and they ended up opening up. And what it reminds me of a lot is if you had ever like read about like the King Tut's tomb being open or any of the tombs in Egypt, what a lot of times could happen in those days. They would think that the tombs were cursed, but when they'd open them up, sometimes there was, you know, some spores and stuff like that. And people would get sick from it and then think there was a curse. But here, when they open up the staircase, they go down and they ended up, you know, three bodies were supposed to be down there. Well, one's missing and one definitely has gone out and spread the disease. Uh, And so you end up with that quick deal. She goes off. And at the end, that's the wraparound. She goes to get Iron Fist to tell him we've got some problems. Now, in the meantime, the bulk of the issue, though, is – ben and the fantastic four because ben's on yancey street you know he's yep. walking around he's Picking going shopping he's, he's looking for cat litter and he's upset and i've had the same problem more with cat food than litter because i'm telling you when i go to see cat litter basically i'm like okay there's silica pine walnut shell these are the things he's saying senate yeah. unscented you know what i'm looking one. at yeah no no I, i'm there and i'm like okay that one's three bucks away i go it's the yep. food that oh, gets me. Because
2: I, I always get yelled at because I forget to buy the scented
1: one. And then it, you know. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm going cheap. They, they pretty much yeah, you're buying I, something five, I think, that, that I your buy. cat is pooping in. Right. I, 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 it's not like they're in more comfort because it's silica. <laughs> yeah, I, I just they, They're, they're going to poop it. in it. I'm going to scoop it, and we're going to throw it away. But what happens with me is the food because Tanya gets all riled up now especially our dog with the dog for? because mia our dog is basically the child that tanya always wanted and i say that having eating, five eating boys steak every and, night as what oh my saying, god right? eats way better than me so when we go <laughs> and say. she's like i want you to get this this and this and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, I want to get that stuff that you pour the water on and it makes the chuck wagon gravy. That, yeah. That's all I know. And that stuff's like two bucks for like eight pounds. She she won't go for that. I have to get this fancy stuff. And then what happens is it changes because then she'll end up hearing that no that ended up having, you know, newspaper in it or that was yeah. made with this or that or a recall. So I'm telling you, I, I, I'm running scared every time I have to go and get that. <laughs> but if I let her get it, uh, then the budget is screwed. Then yeah. then basically we're not eating. To I see kids this. we're me and the kids are eating Chuck wagon gravy. <laughs> now it's what we're doing. And I don't I don't need that. That's ridiculous. No. But yeah. yeah, so he's there looking for this. And this kid comes up and says, hey, hey, uh, thing. I need your help. And he's like, ah, you, you and you Yancey punks, you know, get the heck out of here. And I love the fact that anytime Ben is out and about off of Yancey Street, if Ben is in San Francisco, the guy won't shut up about, about how Yancy great Yancey Street, street yeah, is, right? It's always there. <laughs> if he is halfway across the universe, yeah. he is bragging about real the Yancey Street.
2: thing he's got going on there. Yeah, like, it's anytime so crazy. he's away from it, it's the best. But yeah, he, and he, gets, he can't seem to walk two steps without being, having slime dumped on yeah, him mother was. so
1: now he's upset and because he's on Yancey street and then he's like you know you punks you jerks uh you know i know you're punking me you're gonna put slime on me and he's like no 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 not this time that was pretty funny but not this time <laughs> you know we have problems we went down into the uh the subway and we ended up finding this guy that had this weird face and stuff and then he messed us up and then all this stuff going on and he's like okay i think i i believe you this time Alright, so this Yancey Punk says, hey, you know, me and my friend Ruby, we went down because we saw this guy and a bunch of our friends went missing. So people are missing down the subway. They end up going down and Bennyman says to the kid, like, what do you mean? What were you doing? He's like, you yeah, know, we were down there looking for stuff, you know, like the Yancey Punk. Stuff the hawk. Yeah. I'm telling you, he's like, hey, look at that, a, a piece of wood. I bet you we can get that, at a wood collector. right? Take that I'm to like, the pawn shop. I'm telling you, yeah, I'm wondering what they're finding down there. I don't know.
2: I pretty like much maybe- be just old subway signs and stuff. They're
1: ripping Maybe. off the walls,
0: but they're they're going. They're even That's going past like
1: out. in these unknown, you know, tunnels or whatever. What do what they find? In a rock?
0: Hey, You're look! And then they pull
1: a
2: subway car back up with no. you. you yeah,
1: really. I mean, <laughs> thing might be able to. But yeah, so they go down. And the thing that made me laugh too is he's like, we were down there. We saw this guy with colored fuzz all over his face. Now. While we go, and as this continues, they do keep saying this. Even when the Fantastic Four shows up, you have Sue like, oh, the fuzz. The didn't look like fuzz to me. No, it looks it like, looked like bubbly boils. pus things. Yeah, yeah. puss boils. I mean, they are kind of green or whatever, but I'm like, I don't know where you're getting this furry, you know, yeah, fuzz there. And so also they said- Hey, I went, we went down, me and Ruby went down, we saw this guy and we'd ever. So when I see somebody from the back with overalls, I'm thinking it's this dude they saw at one <laughs> point. And it ends up being Ruby. I'm like, Ruby likes the overalls. I, I'm not a big fan of the overalls like that. Um, but they end up going down, him and Ben, and they end up, you know, going up. Hey, Ruby, what's wrong? Now, also, this is kind of a horror movie thing. You, you, you yell from uh, back. If, and yeah, they do. But if it. Ruby doesn't respond, be a little more careful, because yep. Ruby is not looking at you. I'm sure she, she's infected, which she is. She turns around, oh, yeah. and you know you she's end gross. up where Ben is. Like, get back! The kid is funny too, because where Ben goes to try to stop this zombie girl, she ends up falling. She yeah. face plants. It's me going down the stairs again. Yeah, it's it's, it's all going to remind the way,
2: me running towards the thing. She now, just
1: collapses. She falls, and all of a sudden, this kid starts calling. Ben, a monster. He's, a he's, like, yeah. he's like, I didn't do anything. I wasn't doing. And he's ready to fight. And, and first of all, I'm like, well, look at her. She, she's infected. But he says, we can't touch her. I'm assuming through all of this that since Ben is you know rock, I, he's he's going to be the one that won't that's be affected. I, think I too. thought that's
2: the only thing I picked up. But again, like yeah. the story's very bare bones as far as giving you information about yeah, you're not going to get a like like lot of it information. Just skin to skin contact. You know what yes. I'm saying? And
1: and Ben seems to kind of figure this out, or at least he's afraid of that right away. He puts his jacket over her uh, and ends up at actually the kid's jacket. And I, I'm thinking the kid's like really he's like now nah, my jacket. It was one time uh, when I was uh, playing hockey, and it was way back in the day. And we ended up having to buy our own jerseys. You know, we had personalized jerseys, type yeah, deal, But it was usually a worked team. that way. We had to buy ours too. Yeah, we had to buy our own jerseys. Some of the some of the leagues and things I was in, you didn't have to, but you kind of did anyway. You'd pre- yeah. you know, you'd pay a fee. Well, this was you had to buy your jersey, a home and away jersey. And I ended up coming home from a game and I had my jersey with my hockey bag, but I had my jersey. On top of my hockey bag I came home, I go in And my dad says to me Hey, uh, the car sounded a little odd And this was a car that he ended up giving me uh, When I was old enough to drive it It was this old, uh, beat up Volkswagen Rabbit yeah. So I'm like, oh, I don't know Because I don't know anything about cars, really So he's like, Volkswagen oh. so Rabbits then, always sound weird What do you mean, yeah, Dad? Yeah, <laughs> and it was a diesel, too I mean, this <laughs> thing sounded weird all along and Plus, I was probably listening at that point to NWA So he probably thought that that sounded yeah, that weird was- Show, casino issue. like that yeah so uh i i end up i take a shower and then i go downstairs and i'm like oh you know i go out there's my dad and he's checking the oil and he's wiping the oil Using off with my jersey, jersey with my jersey <laughs> and and of course it was my home jersey and at that point white. yeah it was yeah. the white jersey i was like really like you're doing that he's like oh what does it matter Who your nonsense i'm like okay whatever uh, i was so mad but that's what yeah, i think this kid's me. like ben you know you just uh, messed up my yancey street sh- jacket yeah uh, but yeah they start carrying the her-
2: gang for that ben I'll yeah really. you know, i'm
1: gonna have to get jumped in again for yeah a that's coat. the thing yeah i <laughs> ended up having to get jumped and i also got tattooed two uh eyebrows for that one and uh, now look what you did and he ends up taking her because as this goes on they get attacked by moloids and kind of a you know if you're going to do this that is a cool callback for the fantastic out, four yeah. right so you end up and i like to the moloids are all attack and they're all you know all infected Oiled and out, even yeah. says at the one point he's trying to call reed who is just like, hey, I'm in an experiment right now, whatever. Oh, the Moloids. Oh my God. You know, and he's like, they're crazy, even crazier than they are, and starts saying about the rainbow colored goop again, even though it just looks green to me, but they're, yep. they are attacking him, but he isn't getting infected because, again, I, I'm figuring because yeah, he's he punching them all rocked. over.
2: He's being touched oh, yeah. all over by him.
1: Yep. So you end up where that's where you get, you know, Reed, Sue, and Johnny are all like, okay, let's go. And all I could think of is, they they aren't rock they're in big trouble why are you calling them there ben there's no need you are kind of somewhat handling the situation now they are kind of swarming him at this point but the amount of time it's going to take him, i'm like i don't know plus the only thing that i liked about the mullets too it looked like they had ripped up shirts for diapers that that made me laugh right (laughs) so then you do get mole man and again a cool call out and again also in my mind actually shows how tough Mole Man is, yeah. oh, I even like though that he's part a joke. Too.
2: He's fighting
1: it off pretty well. Oh, yeah. you know? He's fighting it off very well, and he's trying to get out. And he's the, the disease man did this. Now, we don't know who that is. Obviously, that's who the Yancy Street punks ran into as well, but that's the big mystery of the disease man being probably the third guy from the temple, but we'll have to find him and, and do things like that. But I really like the idea that the Mole Man Ended up like, no, I I broke free. He took my moloids, you know, don't hurt them. He's actually... You almost feel a little sympathetic for him, actually, until all of a sudden he just starts. It's it's funny, too. Even before that, though, he's like, don't let him hurt my molloids. You know, they don't know what they're doing. You know, they're infected by the disease, man. And then Ben just punches him in the face. (laughs) Poor (laughs) mole man. Uh, Yeah, but he gets taken down. And that's where you end up with the Fantastic Four show up. And mole man is going to be real upset when he wakes up because they're, they're pretty much going to town, including. Johnny possibly killing them. Lighting I mean, he is fire. setting them yeah. on fire. Yeah, <laughs> so th- that's pretty bad. Uh, I like to what Sue is doing because you end up having the one Moloid get hit by the you know Johnny's blast of fire. While Sue seems to be bubbling up one of them yeah. and then just standing on a hovering disc like she does, like she's not really doing much there. No. Um, and they have breathers. So at least, you know, Reed kind of got what was going on a little bit when they went down there and uh, trying to figure out, you know, what's have those what aim houses-
2: suits right now
1: yeah yeah really the big yellow yeah they go there and uh, then you get this other guy coming out you know this This, guy and that must be the disease man Yeah. yeah this must be because he almost you can tell he's more infected than the others and also has kind of like a a robe-type gi on that would have made sense. Yeah, like a monk deal. Yep. So that was the deal. Now, I don't know how he walked there or however he got to New York, but he did. And uh, so he's there. And... They're kind of like going and trying to figure out, you know, what did this? How did you do this? Even at the point where the guy's like, thank you so much. Yeah, but it's I think just he's just the guy's, playing on Reed's yeah, yeah. Well, uh, nice yeah. I think he's saying here. thank you because, you know, I'm now going to infect you. And even with that reed's a smart guy why is he letting this thing know. touch him why did he get uh, even near it yeah or, or, so should or at have this just point put him in a
2: bubble and that's what I, I was just gonna say because
1: way. even johnny gets infected as this goes on and she's a little too late to put him in a bubble you, you know what i mean she yeah. ends up putting him in a bubble too late because johnny goes down like get away from reed what did you do to him and this thing ends up and you see some of its abilities where it does have a rainbow blast at one point, yeah, and I know also, that was weird. And also can kind of like stretch, but this is the thing: is they end up, and what ends up with Sue kind of saying, or what they're trying to figure out here, and what they say is, it's kind of getting their abilities. Yeah, once they take them, them down, so you, you get the idea. He ends up touching Reed; Reed's infected. Then he can stretch to get Johnny, and I guess this you know foom attack is his version of uh, a fire, fire attack yeah maybe. It, it is a little odd but it does happen really quick now luckily sue puts herself into a bubble that doesn't really work no. anyway it because like he can go underground yeah like vines and ends up stretching and ends up getting her ben freaks out and just says you know let her go let go you son of a i i just and and i like that part too i like Ed that Brisson line a is, lot is going because he says I just got them back. I just got them, and then this thing just boom just throws you know Ben and ends up yeah, yeah just does it I, get almost ben like strength or like but he's not. I, I don't know because yeah <laughs> he he doesn't end because it does touch him. It grabs him by, but I think it's also he's already strong. Maybe yeah. maybe maybe that was the uh, power of punking. That he got from the (laughs) Yancey Street Punks. Uh, I'd like it too if all of a sudden he was wearing overalls. Uh, That was the power of the overalls. But yeah, it's it's collecting powers. It's doing that. It's also infecting other people. We have to see what happens for for them because they are just laying there by the end. Uh, And actually, I got the idea, especially with the THWACK and how this thing, it's almost like it just slapped bend like real lightly. And it yeah. sent him flying. I think like one it's one of, one of those hints, like, holy
2: crap. As we go through this and kind of talk a little more about it too, is, they they mentioned how Moleman was fighting it off a little bit, and, yeah. and maybe because he's got like you know powers and stuff, not yeah, like the moloids yeah. who are just kind yeah, of schmucks, that's true. Maybe these guys will stick around and be well, rational for a little bit to try to come maybe. Up with a cure. And and
1: another thing is now that you mention it, just imagine because the moloids are infected, and they were taking down Ben as he said. There's a million of them, yeah, and maybe the strength can even be from the idea that you know the moloid, the moloid one, one moloid gives yeah. you nothing but you know all of those actually would give you a lot of strength we'll we'll see how it goes because they they are playing very coy here with what's going on uh because then it just goes away and, and we end up with you know ben's there with the fantastic four just passed out and infected and then we go off to danny rand's house where he gets the visit um uh, from YT or UT who from the beginning who says you know hey we got some problems uh, we have to do something here to keep the world from being destroyed and he's like alright and he's like you know let me put some pants on before we save the day. I'm like no <laughs> no keep your pants off yeah. baby. Uh, that, that but It yeah, doesn't so you, sound like any requirement I'm aware of. No really and so when you go off then you do see uh, the second issue still on Yancey Street I see the sign uh, you end up having Iron Fist and Luke Cage fighting through. The problem is, it's a street level story, like they're saying. But these street level villains, I mean, I can see a lot of places that these guys can touch on both yeah, of those heroes. Know. You know, it's not one of those. I even if at the uh, point. Luke
2: Cage is going to have kind of the thing thing working for him because he yeah. uh, has that impenetrable skin. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the skin. Weird Maybe that'll be.
1: Yeah. yeah, and and with that, you did have the idea. Even Sue and Ben, when they were the only ones left, and like, no, no, he's grabbing our abilities once we touch him, so we can't really do this fist to fist deal because then you're touching a anyway so uh you know kind of stopped ben doing that but now we're having two heroes here that are you know pretty much you know hand-to-hand combat guys yeah. so we'll see how that goes Punch but yeah i, I like the beginning of this um, I did too. I actually like I, it talking not, about it a little more
2: than yeah, uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm telling you,
1: I'm not uh, I'm not that familiar with UT or you know even Iron Fist. I'm not yeah. that. I like you Iron know, Fist.
2: I don't know much about the, the Well, girl that's that the came thing. To... I,
1: I've read the first probably like ten issues of the You know when he first came out, and I really enjoyed it because it's kind of goofy and the stuff top, like that. Crazy, yeah. yeah, I like it. You know, so I know that, but I don't know uh, current Iron Fist and things like that. So I, I'm looking forward to it, and Luke cage is another character that had there hasn't been a lot of books with him in it since we've started the podcast. so that's pretty cool i do like this i think that we will probably continue doing this and it's just you know five weeks so we're in and out pretty quick here yeah. um but it's still i like the art but you're still as far as full out story okay. rules know what's going on it's set up this way. Still I'm not telling air, you, but yeah. because of that, it's one of those that it's tough to review some things sometimes where, you know, I like to go with the gut feeling because of the idea that sometimes you like it more than what you're given and things like that so I'm going to give this a 7 mm-hmm. I could even be talked up to a 7 5 maybe but it's a positive 7 it's a 7 with me really looking forward to it and it can only get better when we get rules and see what's going on uh, what would you
2: yeah I'm going to actually give it a 7 too I was probably around a 6 5 before we kind of talked about it and dug into it a little more but I really enjoy the art in it the characters yeah. you know, all spotlighted um, it, it was was a lot more Fantastic Four than we're about to get in this next book coming yeah, up here. Yeah, and just yeah. easier to understand, fun, Fantastic Four. Like some of this day slot stuff just really, I'm just like, eh, it's all right. Yeah. But it, it doesn't get me interested. And, and this was just fun dynamics with the yeah, family. Yeah, and I was and- going to
1: say, you know what I like about this is it is a horror-type story. It is a zombie-type story. But it's kind of fun. And, yeah. and with the idea that we usually, you know, we get uh, criticized for not talking about art a lot, uh, you know, in the past, I will mention as well that it's very colorful. Even yeah, though you don't have the rainbow fuzz, say, you know what they're saying. Yeah, it is a little different from what's said. Either. But you get this isn't one of those that even when they go down into the subway and these lost subway passages, it still remains very bright. It still remains very, and maybe Ed Brisson's like, yeah, I didn't like that that way. I run it (laughs) to be a little more horror, but I actually appreciate it because again, we're going to have, you know, our darker stories, other places. And if we're going to have something, it's a little bit of a different twist to me. It's like those goofy eighties movies. Like they even mentioned Chud in this (laughs) and, you know, stuff like that, the stuff, even if you ever saw that, then a, you know, uh, You know, murder porn type stuff like Slither. Saw or something. Slither you know, I don't need that. Yeah, I don't need of... that. Yeah. Oh, I thought I don't need, uh, you know, those type no, I of hate uh, the like Saw really movies. dark Slither yeah, sort of stuff. Slither was an all right horror like movie that, that
2: reminds yeah. me a little bit of, though.
1: Yeah. So I, I like the brightness. I like that it's in Yancey Street and, you know, you have been there with the Yancey punks at the beginning. So yeah, I, I like it. I'm looking forward to the next issue of this, but we have to go on <laughs> to the next issue. Of this and yes, this meaning Fantastic, fantastic four. four number fifteen, and if you listened to us a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Fantastic Four number fourteen, and we've kind of jumped in and out of the Fantastic Four book. Uh, for the most part, we've enjoyed it. I think the last time I even said that, I end up in a weird way enjoying the issues. More than I enjoy the series where yeah. we said, you mm-hmm. know, individual issues I can get behind. I love the last issue, issue 14, where you end up having them go back and see the Mercury one and, the, you know, or the, or the Marvel, their ship. What the hell is it called? I always yeah. forget what the, the actual one. thing, the uh, Marvel one. Why did I call yeah. it the Mercury one? The <laughs> Marvel one when they go back to see that Ben's upset because people are throwing shade at him and he didn't want to go in the first place. Then he wasn't going to go and and all that stuff going on. And then, you know, we get to this issue. And so when I get this and I'm like, okay, what are we going to talk about? I'm like, oh, Fantastic Four came out again. You know what? We really like that last issue. So yeah. this will be fun. You know, let's go. And this issue, Dan Slott decides that he wants to get clever. And and why I like that last issue was – he wasn't trying to be yeah. clever. He was just I, telling I, I a too. fun I story. The
2: family-centric issues yeah. of this series much more than when Dan Slott kind of takes it to that cosmic level and kind yeah. of screws around with that stuff. Because it's not that I don't think he knows what he's talking about. I think he does. But he doesn't have as much uh, – there's just not as much fun in the story for me as when yeah. we're just kind of putzing around with the, the family, kind of doing things and, and yeah, having I, their interactions. Yeah, I like that
1: too. That's what I like. And even last issue – what he was trying to get clever with, kind of clever in a wink-wink way, was the idea of, you know, how did Johnny end up replacing a pilot? I mean, it was Johnny. And he even shows that Johnny's like, I could be an astronaut too. You want to be? Well, let's train. And then he becomes one. It's yeah. so goofy, but it was funny the way it was. You see the original two pilots that got screwed and they're like, you didn't screw us. I mean, I we could have ended up looking like the thing, one out of four chance of looking like that monster. <laughs> and you, you ended up where Johnny got mad. All, you know, was about to flame on him, the guy. And that was the, you know, the family aspect of, you know what, they always have each other's back, even though Johnny and Ben fight a lot and, you know, ha- have a little ribbing and stuff like that. They are family and they love each other. Really like that. Even shown uh, showed that Alicia at the one point where <laughs> Reed ended up changing the layout of the apartment. And yeah. She got pissed because she ran into the coffee table or the wall. But it, even with that, I, I really liked it. So I was looking forward to this. So with this issue, you're expecting because what they were doing was they wanted to finish that first mission that they never did. You know, the gamma rays, they, they got in the way. They ended up making them end up, you know, transforming and then going back to Earth. And I thought this was just almost one of those, like, let's have some fun. Let's do some stuff where they you just have them have a victory for yeah. once. They get to go go around. You even had, you know, the kids... Franklin and Val are like, we we could just zip there right now in like seven cars that we have. You don't have to redo (laughs) the ship. No, no, we have to do the ship. And now we see it was a setup for this story, which is, again, the unparalleled. It's called Featuring the Fantastic Four. And that is a big thing because it's the Fantastic Four number 15 Featuring the fantastic Four. in my mind i know every issue should feature the fantastic Four pretty much team, but I here know. is the deal it is written by dan slot art by paco medina and bob quinn jesus erbatov on colors and vcs joe Kermanga on letters years ago the shielding on earth's marvel one rocket failed Cutting its hostile mission short. Hostile mission, huh? And dousing the four invaders, sending them on board with cosmic, neither did I, radiation. Well, now we find out that would change their lives forever. The people of Spire were spared that day. But they've long believed that the invaders who came to be known across the universe as the Fantastic Four would someday return to complete their mission. For years, the brave members of the Unparalleled have waited and, and prepared to protect their world from these fierce adversaries. Now, again, I am not even done, but the whole idea of this is they know that the, you know they came to be known as the Fantastic Four. I understand that possibly... That this planet would have been sheltered and not heard other things, but things have happened since they're cosmic things, right. things that, you know, affected a lot. And then to have these people kind of be in the not know, also have it where nobody seems to have gone to this planet since I don't even know what the hell it is, yeah, and now like, with the, the impending defending arrival, defending? what
2: were they practicing on? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, and then like,
1: just the idea that they're like, "Oh man, you know, we were saved this day, but they're going to return these bad people." But they, it didn't seem like that original mission got that far to even get anything. Like I, that. I agree. There was that's a rocket coming. It would be like all of a sudden, ET stopped at Pluto, which isn't a planet, Brandon. I hear <laughs> you know that's what I hear. Go back LeBron and forth. James, right? You know who knows they're Look at the chickens. So E.T. got to the uh, Pluto and then turned around. But yet Elliot's still waiting, thinking he's going to fly on his bike any day. Now, like, oh, man, E.T.'s going to be here any day. He wouldn't even know. And now with the impending arrival of the Marvel 2 rocket, their preparations are about to be put to the test. So you end up, you start off where you do have the unparalleled, the super team of Spire. And their are Elementa, Belter, Citadel, Sky, Core, and Kalo, and the noble sidearm. Oh, my <laughs> seven brave souls who were bombarded by cosmic rays and transformed into the greatest heroes. And I think I said gamma rays. It is cosmic rays. I, I ended up screwing that up again. I, I think I really hit my head hard. But, yeah, so you <laughs> end up where Dan Slott's having this fun of like, all right, I'm writing. And even at this, the, the credits page afterwards, where it's like, get ready for an all new adventure starring Planet spires. Sp-. But I'm like, no, 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 I, I didn't buy this. I, I didn't buy a spire comic I, I bought a fantastic four comic you know you even have at the beginning which really confused me where you have the bubbles with the guy sidearm element i'm like i thought i, I know, opened I, well, the wrong book
2: at a couple points I did in, in this thing
1: yeah and 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 really they have so many number ones getting thrown at us i'm like is this some other team i mean what's going on then i'm looking back i'm like is this something that i'm just not in the know i got a thing now and so you end up pretty much having a comic about this team the thing that i want to know is number one is this just uh, um, are we paying for a backdoor pilot for uh, another book is this going to be something where they want to have a five issue mini with this team i would doubt it i may but i maybe i don't doubt it because we've had things like that like the agents of wakanda stuff like that now when the agents of wakanda showed up in the avengers book and me and you fell in love with Fat Cobra immediately yep. and wanted a book. And unfortunately, sometimes your wishes do come true because I was not a big fan of that number one. But here you're doing this. And by the end, I, I'm, I was confused the whole time of not just confused of what was going on. It's it's pretty straightforward superhero type deal. I was just confused of why we're getting this. And so you're going through this whole beginning where they end up you, you are introduced to this team. By them having some threats, you end up seeing that there's some rebels on this world that looks like a pretty much like a a combo of maybe Greek mythology combined with a little Egyptian type deal like that sort of thing, but you don 't get much of it, and you are thrown in with this little idea that these superheroes end up being able to look through a telescope and whoever they see they 're going to fall in love with and marry, which does have the kind of the kicker by the end when this one girl reveals that she's supposed to In always be soulmates with johnny yeah. storm so you end up where they're fighting you get their the deal well then they find out that the marvel 2 the new rocket's coming and they're like oh my god there it is they're going to continue these bad people that were coming before here they come and then you end up where they're on high alert and they end up going and attacking the rocket. And that's where we see our heroes, the fantastic four finally halfway through the issue. And we don't know what they're saying because we're <laughs> going to be going through this, through the eyes of the aliens. aliens yes. And so what ha- new, conveniently, new guys here. conveniently, it seems as if Reed's universal translator is either on the fritz or he forgot to turn it on because we're, we're going through a whole fight where you get the idea like we're like, no, no, aliens of Fantastic Four. They're not bad, but these aliens don't know. So everybody's fighting. It's an extended fight with the Fantastic Four talking goobly gook pretty much. And so you end up with this one girl going uh, and grabbing the one girl flies there. And she even says about because they've studied the fantastic four they know johnny is the one who flies yeah where don't they understand that these people are good guys. I mean, if they know all the facts of them, even though they never completed their mission and got to their planet, that means they are aware of them why and are aware one, of some of the things they did. Yeah, And, and even I just then, don't like, understand. If, if that one
2: chick's so in love with Johnny and she knows he's a bad guy, why is she in love with him? <laughs> <That's- And>
1: the, <laughs> the, the weird thing is is she seems to be like almost on the sly that she ends up, I'll take care of him and grabbing him and taking him away. But again, it's just she ends up, he, knocked, he gets knocked out and she saves him, takes him away, takes his clothes off and puts him in bed. Can't wait um, to take his clothes off. Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah, really, <laughs> it pretty much you're right. And then Reed <laughs> ends up like, oh, wait a minute, you know, it, we're fighting these people and they can't understand us. Let's use the translator. He ends up using it, wh- which immediately shows everyone, OK, you know, y- y- they're good. Let's go and ends up pretty much giving them bracers. That means they can't leave the planet. In the meantime also when you have uh, the guys fighting thing gets knocked into low town <laughs> into a shaft and then gets a kind of you know approached by these kind of uh, zombie type gremlin type yeah. things that live I, I don't know I don't, I don't know. know and then this guy who doesn't have eyes who sees all you know, that trope, he yeah. ends up like, oh, you know, you're going to stay with us because like, why are you putting these bracers on? Are we prisoners? Oh, no, no, you're not prisoners. You have to stay here forever. Dump, dump, dump. And then also Ben co- pulls up and he's in this alley. He's like, oh, it says Yancey Street so no matter where he is, he it doesn't it. matter. Yeah, I'm telling himself. you, there, there has to be a story where the Fantastic Four die and go to heaven, and that's his first thing. What's this Yancy Street in the heavens? But yeah, Johnny ends up with a bracer on, and that shows that he is to be betrothed to this other girl, Sky, who is you know a cool design. I like the designs for the team. It's just that in this issue. I've had this, you know, the Fantastic Four book that's been delayed. We've had all these problems. You know, we have where we did get the wedding. That was good. But you've had nonsense stories. And I I just can't get a grip on this as a whole series where I told you last time. Again, I said at the beginning of this, I go issue by issue. I can't say that I even know what I would give this series in general. Uh, This issue, though, I'm still at Issue 15, wanting more Fantastic I know. Four. And then we get this. I'm like, this isn't a lot of Fantastic Four. It's this other team that I'm not real concerned about. Also, I, I want more Val. And I want more Franklin. Yeah. And ignores they ignores him for they, long stretches of issues. And they had to be kicked out of this because they would have, you know, they would have wrecked house yeah. here. You know, Franklin, even though his powers are wonky. But that's what I want to see. I want to know what they're doing with Franklin's powers, how that, you know, evolves and things like that. And maybe, I don't know, at one point – They are talking about Franklin and Val maybe ending up with the X-Men and stuff, and maybe that's what's going on. But still, you ended up with the whole idea of this where they were kind of forced out and now we're here and where I thought it was a callback to like the good old days and get a little, you know, feels for, you know, some classic Fantastic Four redoing this mission. It ends up being something that hardly has Fantastic Four in it. So that's what killed me with that. And because of that, I did like the art, though. I thought the art was good. And in general, like I said, I like the art of the team of this, you know, other alien team. But I don't know their names still. I, I read them at the beginning. I, I don't know them because there was not enough for me to grab onto. And I can only think that I don't need to know them because I just want to get this done and go back to getting the Fantastic Four and the family stuff. So yeah. we'll have to see. Then other people liked it. And people seem to enjoy it. <laughs> I don't, don't know. It. But people, people enjoy anything. I'm <laughs> telling you, at some point... Uh, marvel and d c any any of them they could write a comic that somehow and I want to have this technology. I, I once said that I wanted the technology where if people were on twitter there 's something hooked up a USB punching uh, you know glove, and when somebody gets mad, you press a button and it appears Punches that it. would stop people <laughs> from doing nonsense. You know these people say, say nonsense that wouldn 't say it in the you know face to face but what I think is marvel d c both the big two, they make a thing where you open up the book. And a fist comes and punches you right in the face, <laughs> knocks you out. Ten out of ten, yes. people are like it's a I knockout. It. Hey, people, people are uh, you know falling over each other to give great reviews, and it drives me nuts yeah. because I I don't know what they're getting. The the uh, you know Dan Slot's not having a tea party that he's going to invite you, uh, people. Nope. You know, just Doesn't read the book, and I just when I read this, I'm like, what the heck is going on? And then I thought, man, maybe I'm missing something. I am a dummy, yeah. maybe. Was, and then I'm looking to the into it. And guy I'm like, guy I didn't Twitter miss anything. The other
2: day, when I jumped on some talk about people. Someone complaining people always giving 10s out of 10s, and this guy chimes in and says, Well, you gotta understand, they're
1: mostly fans of the character. So
2: you can be a fan of yeah, the character not, and not yeah. like the issue that they're facing. Well, you no, know, they're well based here's in. the
1: deal. Here's the deal. This is this is now, you, now you're tapping into something you know, here <laughs> that gets me all upset, is because uh, I think that that's the problem. I think that when you do reviews, you should be a reviewer. You can be a fan. This is one of Eric's sayings. I'm gonna steal it. Uh, we are fans this is not a fan podcast. This is a review podcast. This is a podcast where we're going to tell you what we think of the book as we read it. And I can, you know, get my favorite writer and my favorite characters. But if it's a crap issue, it's a crap issue. This isn't quite a crap issue. It's getting there though. I'm going to give it a 5.8 and it's mainly because it says fantastic four. And then it tells me it just features them because they're barely in it. And I, I just, maybe the next issue having this team set, up already I'm talking to the alien team yeah. and maybe getting more into it I can come around the liking it but right now I don't know why I'm even here I don't know why we're doing this when it's been a struggle to get this book going and getting any sort of forward momentum anyway and it does seem in my mind that there's Dan Slot who had to write the Fantastic 4 he doesn't have much to say I know. To, to write That's the Fantastic the problem, Four. It seems too. like he is struggling for stories. And when you start doing issues where the Fantastic Four are only in you know, five pages of it, it seems to me that you had this team in your, your head before and you just repurposed it. Yeah. It's like Paul McCartney writing you know, songs and he has seven different songs <laughs> that he jams together to make one. And I'm telling you, it happens. It happens a lot with him. Uh, and I love him, but... Yeah, I'm going to go 5.8, I think I said. Well, yeah, what about
2: you? I'm going to give it a 5.5. Five. I like the art in the book, but other than that, I, I almost stopped reading this entirely about Damn. three pages in. I got about halfway through the book and kind of flipped through the rest because I was just disinterested in the, the characters I was reading about. They didn't do much for me. and I won the Fantastic Four, you know, pop back in. It got me going a little bit, but not enough really to kind of keep up with. You know, or be excited about the future of this story. I'll check back in when they give to Earth. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. There is a ten. The Fantastic Four is. is back. Uh, that's what they said. Really? <laughs> that's that's your blurb. All right. That's special. Yeah. Uh, but we're gonna go off now to some mail.
0: Do you have the time to drive me in Brandon Line? yeah which that's my book comics at gmail.com We will read them all At the wrong turn says Mel Cow. Whether they're positive or when they are not You can give a shout out to your peeps Make fun of Brandon but not me It's all for the weekend show Brandon lives in Buffalo Yo,
1: it's mail call. Uh, yes, it is Mail Call. We have one section of Mail Tonight with two emails, starting with Jacob with a K. And if you want to be part of the show and a star like Jacob and then later Michael, you could end up emailing us at Comics at gmail.com. And away we go. Jacob says, Hey, weird science crew. Yep. Yeah, That's just the problem now. People are afraid to say, Hey, Jim and Brandon, yeah. and especially during football season. You don't want to make that <laughs> nonsense call, right? During the football season. Exciting news this week. I think it was Jay from Canada that talked about Donnie Cates writing the next Thor run. I pulled up the New York's Comic Con news. A few hours after hearing that, and I see that Jay was right. I actually messaged Jay immediately. He's having a bad weekend, so I hope that things have uh, cleared up for him so that he can enjoy being right. I always enjoy <laughs> being right. It doesn't yeah, happen too. often, but I'm excited to see what Kate's will do with this book. Somehow, I think that it's going to involve Noel. <laughs> That's the only yeah, problem. Is I'm I have like, a suspicion oh, here we too. go. Yeah, looks like after December, his books clear up. All he'll have left is the Venom book and the Revenge of Cosmic Ghost Rider backup. So then he'll also have Thor. Uh, it makes sense. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm almost to the point of maybe a little Kate's burnout. You know what I mean? That, uh, and I'm enjoying – I like uh, Absolute Carnage a lot. We both have enjoyed that, especially the main book and the Venom book. But I'm starting to, like, I, I didn't really dig that much of the Guardians of the Galaxy book. No, and neither. I just, I'm afraid that also, not a huge Thor fan. And and I don't know that it's Donny Cates who's going to make me into one. I, I will have to see. We'll have to see how it is. I don't know if there's anybody who's really going to make me a fan. And, you know, everybody has their characters they like. It's just Thor is not one of my, you know, big characters. And I know that you... Kind of go back and forth, right? Yeah, you enjoy I enjoyed it, the
2: the beginning of Jason Aaron's run a whole lot, and then I don't know, I just kind of tailed off as it. Now. I feel like went on just a little too long the last couple of years without much to say, really.
1: No, well, he says my book of the week would have to be either House of X number six or Immortal Hulk number twenty four. I liked House of X number six enough. I haven't read Immortal Hulk number 24 yet. We, I was going to put it on the podcast tonight but we always like to try to do the number ones and we had a couple of those so yeah. I ended up you know, doing those instead but I'll, I'll be reading that probably tonight or tomorrow when we're done here and uh, I'm sure it's good I see a lot of people are liking it. I liked how Al Ewing tied in some of the stuff shown as Ultimates run into this book really made me enjoy the issue even more and we were talking before Because I sent you a copy of Jacob's uh, mail and I said, I'm not a, I'm not the biggest Al Ewing supporter. Has nothing to do with them blocking us on Twitter. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, that might be a little, but now I, I end up where with the, the Hulk at this point, even it's starting to kind of be a grind at points uh you know and especially if it is if it's the one book you read then you're good you know you're you're enjoying it but trying to read all the books and then that one and then talking about it 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 actually reminds me of brian Azzarello's run on wonder woman at the beginning of the new 52 where yeah. i really enjoy it now looking back at it it was you know 35 issues his run i, I I look back at it very fondly, even though it's, it was amazing to me that a lot of people didn't like it, but it was a long form story. And because of that, at points, I kind of was getting sick of it while I read it. So I do think that when this is all said and done and I go back and probably reread the immortal Hulk deal, uh, I think I'll enjoy it more then, you know, when it's all over and I can kind of breathe and, and see what went down. But we've talked about it before. We were in and out, you know, once we got, you know, the green door stuff and then we went to hell and we kind of know, got sick of it. Door, then we, the we dropped it The hell stuff really bit. bothered
2: me. But other than that, I, I've enjoyed it enough, but it, yeah. it's not one of my favorite books at Marvel. I wouldn't say right now. I enjoy it though.
1: Yeah, and now he is gonna be doing uh Guardians of the Galaxy. And that's the the one thing that worries me about that is even when he announced it, you know, hey, I'm gonna be on, it's gonna be great, it's gonna be this political stuff with Intergalactic. I'm like, oh come on. I just wanted something fun. And that's where I, I'm not seeing a lot of fun from old Al Ewing lately. He he yeah. likes these darker, longer stories and things oh, like does. that. And kind of Kind of affecting me, if not infecting me a little. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. And his email continues where he says then, a couple final questions. Uh, what are your theories on the incoming one-shot? And I don't know, but I know that when it was first kind of mentioned, a lot of people thought it was a Corvac thing. And then at the end of Marvel Comics number 1001, There was a Corvac Kind of you know pretty much his name Just thrown out there name drop So I do think that that's what it's going to Be and of course in the Marvel comics deal That whole you know thing With the eternity mask and Coming up incoming and stuff like that Incoming has like 7 trillion Writers but Al Ewing is one of them And I think Guardians of the Galaxy gets Involved and all that so I do Think that that will be this Corvac deal for that if Not just a little bit involved but then he also says who do i think or who do we think is under the eternity mask i have no idea i have no, no idea right now it's the masked raider and i just sit there and look at them when i when i went and and when jacob sent this i went back to reread all of that marvel 1000 and boy, that took me, I, it, that is such a, it's not a fast read, no. even though they're just like one page after one page stories. I'm like, really? This is getting to me. But then I, I ended up uh, reading 1001. I hadn't read it up to them, but I wanted to read it to kind of get an idea. And I actually thought Al Ewing was going to play that where the whole issue was now just going to be this stuff with this masterator and things with the eternity mask and things like that. But you still get these like one shot stories with, you know, a little Spider-Man there, a little machine man here. And I'm like, ah, oh. you know, it, it just didn't get me, but I ended up doing it. And at the end still had no clue. I, I still <laughs> have no idea. And again, you're talking to a guy who doesn't know, a ton of the character so my guess and it's funny too because as they were going i was like you know it'd be cool if like daredevil got the eternity mask that'd be neat and stuff like that which i don't think would happen but i have no idea who's under it now with these six guns a shooting. you have any any guesses
2: i have not even the slightest clue no i, I would no have no guesses. Idea
1: no he, he, I you, you don't think, think it's the the six shot kid corvac this new thing that i miss. core corvac they, it yeah. is shooting the six guns and he says yeah, that's all from not. me loving the podcast as always keep up the great work and I, i'm looking forward to see what is but that's not and it's uh, the other thing too when he ended up saying what are the theories about the incoming one shot and i'm like what the heck is – oh, yeah, that thing. And I'm like, I, I haven't even thought of it since the announcement of it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll look into that. I'm like, ooh, that's coming up. So, yeah, we'll we'll find out. But that yeah. is from Jacob. The next mail is from Michael, and Michael is going to clash with you especially. And Michael sent in this email. One thing, he is an Eagles fan and from Concha Hawken that is about – You know, 20 minutes from me right now. So he is a local guy to me. He ends up also, it's one of those things is he's local to me and everything I've said has pretty much triggered him since (laughs) he's been listening. He's a new listener, but at one point I must have thrown shade at uh, airbrushing which he's an airbrusher, and he <laughs> oh, sent geez. me some of his stuff. He actually that- won an award from the Eagles with, with an airbrush. This oh, stuff's cool. awesome. Yeah. Uh, he isn't the type of stuff I was making fun of. Well, no, the stuff like I was the, making fun of the
2: amusement park t-shirts that people not, not even on. just is that, that? What we
1: what my personal deal is, we have a farmer's market in our town. And there is a guy who does airbrushing there. And pretty much when I'm going around town, and I see any vans or anything. I'm like, yeah, they got it done there because this guy's terrible. He's <laughs> awful, and I laugh every time. And it's like one of those where he can only do like one scene, and it does look like it ends up being like a uh, miss, a non-used cover to a non-used Led Zeppelin album. Is basically what he does. <laughs> so it doesn't matter if you went in, and you're like, you know, my my daughter, she likes the Justin Bieber. Can you make a shirt? Justin Bieber is going to be standing with a sword up in the air and a yeah, lady kind of draped around him and a yep. lady draped around him that that 's all this guy can do, and that 's all he does, and it 's terrible but uh, <laughs> the, the work that michael does it 's awesome, it really is so he says greetings now, why he 's going to clash with you though is he 's a fan of a certain writer, a certain oh, yeah. writer that old Brandon. Is not very happy with, and and in fact, that even leads me to possibly be able to do a parody song after this mail that was more of a DC song, but I think I could fit it in for this whole deal. Greetings, I'm digging the X Book recaps, Uh, and that's what me and Double A Run do. To me, the biggest takeaway so far is that Raven is going to blow this whole Xavier nonsense up in the end. I can see that if they are the mob, then she is the stoolie snitcher inside man. And she <laughs> has e- ever since this has started, we've even noticed. And this is the funny thing is Michael's going to go on about what he doesn't like about Hickman and what he thinks. Hickman. I agree a hundred percent with him, but yet he's against me because I do think that Hickman is kind of playing games. I think that Hickman thinks that he's the smarter, smartest guy in the room. Uh, even when he's by himself or with anybody or whatever the deal will be, he's always going to think that he wants to prove it every step of the way. And I do think that what we're seeing is not exactly how it's going to, you know, pan out, but I do think that Raven, especially when, when you see any time mystique is involved in any scene, if all the other X-Men are running, she's walking. It, she doesn't <laughs> want to do what she's doing. If everybody's yeah. smiling, she's scowling. If everybody's going, yeah, she's like shaking her head. No, it, it's been very obvious in my mind to either set up that she is the snitch or she is going to flip it around and show that basically, you know, she's even better than everyone else by the end. Uh, but I do think she's a snitch. If you notice, and and the way what he's saying about the mob is that me and Double a Ron, they ended up having a council. And the way that they're playing it, it really does feel like a mob setup, not a, you know, a government type setup. But yeah. if you notice in house number six at the council, every panel with her portrayed, she's looking away obviously disgusted it is it's obvious i'm telling you at the one point when they're doing their big mission everybody's running she is walking she's just <laughs> strutting her stuff just you know walking whistling she is the first to walk out alone when the meeting is adjourned and then she is not even shown at the lovey-dovey touchy-feely x-rave and even apocalypse is shown even though he looks pretty pissed off too. Raven, however, will probably see down the road in the flashback either planting bombs on that stupid tree Krakoa or parlaying with Stark. While the ex hippies, the ex hippies were dancing, and they are—they're like a bunch of hippies dancing Ooh. around like Burning men. So it's, I personally, uh, the Matrix, right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, really. I'm personally, I'm so over this series. It's ridiculous going forward, much like that Game of Thrones thingy Hickman did with the MU a while back that ended in a Franklin Richards Deus Ex absurdity. Uh, I mean that what could possibly come from that besides a year of Avengers versus X-Men, X-Men Part D, and he says snooze, or another decade of the X-Men being everybody's whipping boy, which I hate it when they assassinated Scott's character for so long. And really, does anyone expect anything to happen with any substance in that year 1000 stuff? No, I don't. And I hate it. Yeah. I hate every bit of that. When we get to year 1000, we get to Jim Snoozin. Is what you have. I said this last time. This is the funny thing is he he ends up turning this into making almost a fight that I like Hickman more than Bendis. But I did say that what I'm going to do from now on that year 1000 stuff I'm using as a sleep aid anytime I I can't fall asleep (laughs) because I do stay up way too late for my own good. I start thinking of the year 1000 stuff. It knocks me out. That crap is head full of thumb text that no one is going to touch. Can I just have the X-Men being heroes for a while without wonky time travel or hate coming from all sides? Or now they are villains, blah, blah, blah. Now you say that. That's exactly why when I'm talking to Double A-Ron. Brandon is not involved because he yes, agrees with you. That was the whole thing. <laughs> he's, he's so sick of the idea of, you know, everybody hates us and we're going to do this and we're going to start. You, you said right away. And then I said, and I, I ended up emailing Michael back and talking to him about this email uh, more in depth of what we will go into here. And I, I did say that if you, he says he's a new listener. I don't know if he's actually listened since the beginning of the Powers of 10 and the House of X, but we bailed. We didn't talk yeah, about it for a of month. Yeah, yeah, we were done. It was the powers of 10, number one. We were done. When, when that came out, I said, I'm done with this. I don't even know what the heck is going on. I'm done. <laughs> I but did. No Hickman idea. Hickman is effing this crap up. Then he's going to walk away whistling as usual you can tell great x stories without reinventing the wheel i agree that to me would be the mark of a good writer and yeah and he says thanks for reading my rent of course we would we read everything um and the the other thing is again if you're listening to me and double a run talk about it i get excited about the stuff that is Mm -hmm you know, are regular guys that I know you see Wolverine doing something or you see Cyclops. And then I get excited because that's what I want. And I did even say to him that I don't have a lot of X-Men knowledge uh, to go back on, to see what he is and isn't messing up or changing as much. But I will tell you, since we started the podcast here we haven't had real great X books anyway. I mean, our favorite X nope. books uh, to me was X Force, and that wasn't great. And we knew yeah, that.
2: The, the extinction or
1: whatever. Yeah, it was extinction before that extermination. Wasn't bad. We, we, yeah, we liked extermination. extermination that led into X Force for us, but uncanny with, uh, you know, Rosenberg that we, t- we bailed on that because it, it wasn't was good. Mess. And then all of a sudden, yeah. when Cyclops and Wolverine came back, all right, we're back. That lasted an annual on one issue, yeah. and then we were out again. <laughs> so these books have been a wreck. And so I see and, and I even said it's funny, too, this email came because I said last week, maybe in the chat in the Slack chat, but I think I said it on the podcast that when the, the Hickman stuff came out at first, it was all the X fans that seemed to be all over it. Like, oh, my God, this is a godsend. Finally, we're doing this and we're doing that. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what's going on now when I'm actually trying to catch up and kind of like, OK, I'll enjoy that. I'll enjoy, now I see more people like I'm an, I'm an X-Men fan for years. I hate this. crap Like, what yeah, happened? It, you know, flip up and, and it's so weird that Those you aren't know the that people that own. give it
2: the reviews on websites, though. Ironically, no, at the same of, time, you oh, know I'm what I'm telling saying. You,
1: the X, the this Hickman X books. I think they average, uh, uh, unfortunately, a twelve out of ten. I don't even know how that's possible. It ends up like I'm like, really? That's how what happens? And, you know? How dare you? How dare you? That <laughs> and he says uh, now. He's gonna go into uh, the thing where it was something that will trigger you a little, Brandon, because he said, "Oh, here we go." Oh, and uh-huh, me thinks you guys are way too hard. On my boy Bendis. And this would mean me and Eric mainly on the DC podcast. Those super books are the first ever super books to keep my interest now. And he says ever. And that's fine. There's always people who uh, I was going to make a joke and say there's always people who are wrong. But there's all you know, you like what you like. (laughs) And I'm not here to tell you to not like something. I'm just telling you as more of a DC guy and knowing more on the deal. Bendis came over and wrecked house. He ended yeah. up making uh, it Chicken not even doors. possible for a bunch of writers to have books. A bunch of books got canceled because of his ideas, all these things. So right there was a bad taste and a lot of people's mouths. Then he ends up changing things as, you know, how Krypton was destroyed, changing where the fortress assaulted a lot of the bat tower, a lot of the super stuff he changed. And also He doesn't get a lot of these characters. And when he does have them talk to each other, he has them say things that are way out of character. He has them reference things that aren't in this (sighs) continuity. He ends up just doing a lot of crap. But people say you can't write a good Superman story because he's overpowered. I call bull crap on that. And Bendis is for me showing exactly how to do it. And I would say the way he's doing it is... Not a lot of Superman in it. I mean, really, he's doing a lot of stories that involve all his other stuff. Rogozar was more of a star of that book and Jorel than actually Superman. And in the meantime, a lot of people love the Superman and action comics books before he ended up forcing his way into them. So that, you know. And he says, strange that you are enjoying Hickman's throwing wild out-of-character nonsense and crap no one has ever heard of, in that Thousand mess everywhere (laughs) Everywhere in the Xbox and yet bitch And accused Bendis of doing the same over there And I'm not saying that he's throwing things in That nobody ever heard of I'm saying that he's changing things and he doesn't know a lot of the things that seems that he's doing. He ends up, uh, you know, even when you ended up, he ends up having them reference characters and terms and cities. When he ended up having that Man of Steel, when you first had him come over, he ended up having uh, Robinson Good, I believe, was the character at that point who then said, yeah, I'm from Star City. It's not called Star City. He just looked it up. It's Seattle in the DC Universe. It was called Star City in this continuity for a week. And then it was changed, yeah. but he didn't know. And nobody told him. And it's just he keeps doing these things that are wrong. So he says, Key, uh, just my take. So he does like Bendis. I, I just, I'm telling you, I'm getting more and more frustrated with Bendis with his sing-song dialogue and stuff like that. Yeah, and you had crazy. already given up. You don't even yeah. read his stuff. I don't pick DC.
2: him up. I don't flip through the books at all. He's no, doing too many never.
1: books, too and there's too many things that are hinging on him and he just came over to D.C., it would be like if Scott Snyder suddenly went to, uh, you know, over to Marvel and then had nine books because that's yeah. about what you know Bendis has, or at least is in control of, and writing nine books. And he doesn't know a lot of the stuff. It seems he doesn't have a grip of a lot of these characters and ends up writing them all the same. Keep up the good podcast. I'm a new listener, very new, like a month or so. So that just shows very you, nice. you got to go back and listen to us talk the uh, the Hickman stuff. Before for because you know, I live in Concha, Hagen, PA, <laughs> just down the turnpike and I'm also a professional airbrushed artist. So Don't be hating on us airbrushers like you did my first day listening. Like, <laughs> oh, that's the worst. He's like, so I'm going to listen ironic. to these guys. The first thing you, I, he's like, I'm like, yeah, I'm from Quakertown. He's like Quakertown. Oh my God. That's like right down the road. Yeah. The, you know, those nonsense airbrushes. He's like, I'm getting in my car right now that's and I'm going right down the me. road and I'm going to beat the crap out of him. That's what I'm going to do. He's like, how you know, dare you. how dare you? Man? Here's some pics. And he, he did send Picks. And he said uh, he won the Eagles Fantennial poster contest a few weeks back. Got free tickets, nice. free parking and K a lot of signed print of my art by... Dougie P and a Jumbotron in-game shout-out. That's awesome. That's sadly that sadly Fox didn't show on TV because I would have seen it and got a fold-out poster of my art printed in that week's Game Day magazine, which is awesome. I got a bunch yeah, of copies. Is. He is a die-hard Birds fan, and his name is Michael. Thank you, Michael. Uh, thanks for the email, and I hope that I didn't get all upset and all that. That's what I yeah, said. If I ever, still wants to long. do a Bill's mural, he can send well, it Well, here's the up. thing. He's already sent me because today you know, they, we beat the Jets. And the Jets, uh, you know, they they don't even have Darnold, and he was going to play. And then at the last second, he couldn't. And so, it it was, yeah, it was pretty much (laughs) a given they were going to win. So I said, it's a big win, but not really that big because they beat the Jets. But, then you had the Packers beat the Cowboys. So it was a big win. And he Double wrote back whammy. and he, he wrote back and he's like, Yeah, I don't think they're gonna win against the Bills on the road. And I'm like, Yeah, I don't need Brandon to have that. That's back pocket. <laughs> <And> he <laughs> was like, Yeah, I'm sure your it. cohort would love that. But yeah, yeah. uh, that's one of those. I, when I went down the schedule, and it is a tough game. That's a tough spot, as they yep. say, on the uh, local sports radio. Yeah, so that, that might be trouble. Yeah. So it's cool. You know, a a guy who loves the Eagles as much as me, maybe even more. But, you know, we can disagree with some books and still be friends. But that's it for the mail. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Jacob with the K. And we're going to go back to finish up with two more books. We have two books, and one of them is a number one, and that's what we're going to do now. It's Ghost Rider number one, and I was yes. going to talk with Double A-Ron about this because he loved it, and yep. I I don't like it as much as him. I do like it, I think he like wants it, to though. marry it. Yeah. Now nah, he may. This, this is his <laughs> book and he's very yeah. upset because he, he did give it a 10 out of 10. So should I start yelling about that now? I'll start yelling <laughs> about the 10 out of 10s again. When, when Double Aaron does it, it's fine, right? That's fine. But he was mad because Marvel ends up sending out this video and it's like, look at all of these great scores for the Ghost Rider number one, including this site and that site and there. And I, I just imagine. Then Aaron is just sitting there and he's, he's like, he, he, uh, Heidi, get over here. You, you got to see this. You're going to see my name on this video. Like, what? It's over. They didn't show me. He gave <laughs> one of the best scores and they dissed him. Yep. Uh, I told him to. Right he's like, oh, him. man. I said, get used to it, buddy you're now that that is your official christening into weird science yep. you know you're always going to get dissed that, even that's when what you do happens. give
2: out that random 10 yeah. out of 10 you're not
1: going to be i've recognized given out a bunch it. of 10 out of 10 i'm telling you they, they were a while back my last 10 out of 10 was a tom king issue surprisingly <laughs> i believe um but yeah things change don't they but this yeah. is ghost rider number one And it's been one of those things before I get into the credits and all that sort of thing, just to kind of go back to double A run where I think that it does show he has been since last summer. I can kind of remember it being not this past summer, but the summer before of him, like really getting into damnation, wondering how that stuff was going to carry on, wondering when we cut, you know, we were getting Johnny. Uh, showing up as the pretty much, you know, the ruler of hell, things like that. And it was at a point kind of getting to double A rum where he's like, he was even on Twitter asking, you know, creators, hey, is this that and this, you know, trying to make sense because this is something that he's, and plus, really seeing invested Mephisto in. everywhere. That's, yeah, for and that a was while. another thing where he's like, you know, what is that? How is this? So he was. He's very invested in this, and he's very invested in the Ghost Rider deal here, especially Johnny Blaze, the whole thing with Hell. So I think that by the end of this – I think that it does show that if you are a fan, if you are invested in the story going into this, that I think that this is going to be something you're going to enjoy maybe more than me and Brandon here, because I didn't read Damnation. I didn't read those things. I've tried to, you know, catch up, see what's going on. You know, we we've even read the Spirits of Vengeance, Absolute Carnage, which is thrown yep. in a little yeah, uh, you know, reference in here. There's the reference. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of cool uh, because it does make sense. With Danny not wanting to get involved but really I think that this number one especially is here to kind of set the tone set the story going give us a you know an intro if you haven't been reading those so it, it you know it's cool enough going but if you have been Following all this stuff And wondering what's going on and wanting To get this big you know let's Go forward with this I can tell That's why you would really like this a lot yeah, More definitely. and that would be double a run So it's not anything that's a diss or Anything he he is invested he's Been asking about this stuff forever yeah. And he's getting some answers here so That's cool but it's written by Ed Brisson It's art by Aaron Cooter colors by Jason Keith and letters by VCs Joe Caramanga and again Since it is the first issue I will just read the solicit. All hells break loose, it says. And that doesn't seem to make sense. So the brothers <laughs> Ghost Rider are back. Johnny Blaze ain't just the king of hell. He's the warden, too. He's the first line of defense between the demonic hordes trying to escape the joint. And the lords of other hells making a play for his throne and all the power that comes with it, including a certain evil queen from his past. Meanwhile, Danny Ketch never wanted to be a ghostwriter. Now that his brother's in charge downstairs, Ketch must take on the duty of Earth's spirits of vengeance full time, no matter how much he'd rather be doing anything else, which... Pretty much means getting Drinking. drunk in a bar. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's all it means. And, I and picture it's super- that
2: bar looking a lot like the bar Eric hangs out in for some reason. Nah, that,
1: that's actually very clean to the point where it doesn't have much of a like a, a feel to it. it it's yeah. very just plain, that bar. Uh, there is a bar in town, though, that is kind of like that kind of bar that's oh, just yeah. run down and stuff.
2: It, the, the bar in this book reminds me of the one bar we used to go to and when we were a little underage as kids in town. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, that's what it does remind me of like that thing. And I think Danny would look the other way. Superstar creative team Ed Brisson and Aaron Cooter redefined the Marvel Universe's supernatural underbelly for the brutal new era. Plus the first installment of the Caretaker Chronicles, which I almost missed. They yeah, had so many things in too. between the and all end the hell that. they were explaining. Oh, my goodness gracious. And, you know, I when I have to do more three, reading, I I'm when out. I didn't
2: know there was another page. I skipped that the, one.
1: <laughs> the first level of hell for me is reading. I was out. Yeah, I, right. I, I bailed. I'm telling you. I'm like, hey, <laughs> if you're not going to tell me in the book, I'm out. So, yeah. So, basically, what this is, is we've had little bits, including in that Spirits of Vengeance, uh, absolute carnage issue, where we did see – You know, Johnny there as, you know, the hell's, you know, leader. He also mentioned it that where he's kind of easing into it. He doesn't know quite exactly everything, all his ability, you know, things like that. So when you go into this, I was wondering what this is going to be about. Because when I think of Ghost Rider, especially Johnny and even Danny, I'm thinking you're going to be riding a lot of motorcycles around. You're going to have the chains, which you do get. But I didn't know or even have any sort of inkling. What this might be about, well, what it's pretty much about this issue, at least, is that a bunch of demons from hell, a bunch of guys, they have escaped. They made a portal, they've gotten out, and now Johnny has to go and collect them and take them back. Uh, there is a mention in this very, you know, very quick that there is that thing, which it does spell out in the solicit of the idea of, hey, there's a lot of people want to take his throne in hell. Uh, this issue, though, is mainly about going and gathering up these demons. And in the meantime, going and trying to get the help of Danny as well, and even throws them the idea: "Hey, we just teamed up a little bit ago. I really liked it. We did some, you know, we kicked some butt. We should do it." Danny's like, "No, no, you, you know, one of our we past Ghost Riders, she she died, and I don't like that, and I don't want any parts of it. And if you didn't notice." I try to fight this whole Ghost Rider yeah. thing. I think it's a bunch of nonsense. I try to fight I'd it to the just, point it's just gonna go away and give up on. Yeah, me kind of yeah. Thing. I just I want to bail from this. And also at this point, you end up with Danny in a really crazy time in his life, where again he just saw a past Ghost Rider die. It's not even mentioned in this. Where when that happened, he kind of told those villagers. Yeah, I'll be your guardian angel or guardian devil. You know, so he's got that. Then his, you know, his ex shows up and starts asking things out of nowhere. He has that. He's also getting beat up a lot because he ends up running his mouth. His mom recently died. I mean, he is having a very bad time yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Johnny Blaze shows up and says, you know, hey, what's going on, Danny? You want to help me gather up these guys? You want to help me gather up these demons? And Danny's just like, really? Like, don't you have these powers? Can't you just, you know, tell them to go back? You're kind of the ruler of them now. And like, nah, you know, they're out. And Danny really pretty much is like, listen, that's your problem. You know, hashtag Johnny Blaze problems. I'm out. I, I don't want anything to do with this. And then you realize he will eventually. He's going to get involved, but in in a weird way though, it's going to be, it seems because when, uh, Johnny ends up leaving the bar and saying, you want to help me? He's like, no, I I don't. I'm just going to sit here and drink. And Johnny's like, well, you're just going to, you know, are you sure? Because you're probably going to regret just sitting on your butt while all this stuff's going on. And he's like, no, no, I'll take my chances with that. And, And yeah. So with that though, you do end up with, some cool art at points, but I'm not a huge Aaron Cooter fan. I, yeah. I end up thinking his art in my mind is very, uh, it gets a little bit up and down for me. You, it, you know yeah, what I mean? At some at points, points it looks I good. Think.
2: It gets blurry. I don't, I don't know if it's, it's necessarily the digital copies. It's just, I don't know, a lot of fire on the page sometimes. It kind of distracts me from what I'm looking at. Well,
1: sometimes it looks really like there's a lot of popping colors and things like that, especially with the fire. I think that what it is, and it's just a personal thing, I I don't like his faces. I I don't know. And even for the point where you end up having his ex come by. And, you know, she's like, hey, what's going on? You know, she ends up saving him because, you know, you end up having these guys are going to fight him. And in the meantime, maybe save their butts because he's about to go, yeah, you know, to, spirit ghost of vengeance on him. Yeah, he's yeah. going to ghost rider on them. So they end up going away. Um, but even then. She walks in. She's like, "Hey, what's going on?" He's like, "Oh man, what are you doing here?" And she's like, "Yeah, hey, if you need anybody, just give me a call." You know, and and the bartender's like, "Man, that's Stacy Doolin, your ex man. She's famous. She's hot." And I'm looking at the picture. I'm like, "She does not look all hot to me." No. She looks kind of weird. She's looks got, like, a you plain know, that, Jane kind of. She's got a giraffe neck. Is what she's got. <laughs> you know, there you go. But uh, yeah. hey, and that's just the deal. But we like so, sport coat and I red pants. It's ah, not like she's
2: dressed yeah, to yeah, the nines I or just, anything. I don't you know? like
1: a lot of his faces, but the Ghost Rider stuff I like. Uh, of him, and, and some of the demons look yeah, really that one cool. One splash
2: page where the motorcycles flying across the sky yeah. looks pretty good. I don't. Yeah, that's hate cool. That.
1: I, I'm just not a big fan. And if you are, the monster you know, has, you like has a, some uh,
2: very eye drawing chesticles.
1: Is, is I yes. guess is what I would yeah, call at them. that point. <laughs> yeah, that point was odd. But then you also have just out of nowhere where there is a demon who's like, all right, you know, I'm going to cause some trouble here, and you end up Lilith ends up just ripping out his heart. So there's that thing that they alluded to as well, where Lilith is there and it's like you know what i I should be the successor to the throne i should be down there i should be the ruler uh you know of hell and so there's where you get that little bit about people making the play for that as you know johnny's just going around and doing things even at the one point where you have this big giant like you said the breasticles going and they're they're trying to figure out things and danny ends up like all right well here i go i'm gonna turn in the ghost rider yeah, he goes right in the mouth and then brings out all the innards and like, here it is. I'm done. And then they go back and they're having a drink. And that's where you're getting a little bit of the info. You know, how did they escape? Why did you let them escape? Why is it your deal? Why can't you end up saying what's what? You also have a weird deal where these guys are, are in the bar in the background, they're drinking and you end up having Johnny look over with his, you know, all of a sudden he almost goes, Ghost Rider there because he ends up at the beginning like where he's something. Yeah. Right? Well, when he's walking through town, he's like, boy, I, I forgot how all the sin, how much sin there really was up here. This is yeah. ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, so he goes off. Danny's like, I'm not going to get involved, but that's where you end up, where it looks like you have uh what's it called? you have Johnny following this guy because he is a demon. So he ended up, that guy went and drank at the wrong spot. So he ends up going inconvenience there, you know? Yeah. So (laughs) he goes to get there. And I do like this dialogue though uh between Johnny and this guy, because Johnny just busts in as as you know, as Ghost Rider and says, I'm taking you back. You know, you can't run. This is what's gonna go down. And the guy's like, oh man, you know, you can't take me back. I was tortured. I already went through all of yeah. this. I I've earned my, my escape. Sins. I paid yeah. for it. And you kind of feel bad for this guy because you, yeah, you, you get the idea bit. that maybe he has and it goes in well because at that point Danny goes to talk to his mom at at her grave. And I mean, he goes to talk to his mom. She's there talking and she says, stay away from Johnny. And and Danny's like, Oh, don't worry. I've already told him no. And she's like, no, 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 not just stay away that way, but stay away from don't join him. You got to stop him too, because he's out of control. He's up to, and he is power hungry. He is no matter what you think, no matter what he told you, he is very power hungry. He's taking this whole deal of being the king or the ruler of hell too far. He is making this. So you get the idea that possibly this guy did deserve to maybe not be tortured anymore. Now, again, I don't know how you end up being allowed to leave hell. Hell, yeah, I don't understand. You know that what I mean? Concept. You're in hell. You're in hell in my yeah, mind. Die, but I, I don't know how it goes. Yeah. So he's there. But the idea. That there's just no question about it. Where Johnny's like, no, 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 you're listening to me. And then at the end, he's just he's going nuts on this guy. Yeah. I mean, this isn't he's just got like that I'm demon gonna horns take you back out of his head. Oh yeah, thing yeah, and yeah, and yep, and he's oh, like, you get the idea. He's becoming less Johnny and more, more like, you like know, a devil. Yeah, a devil, you know, that sort of deal. And it is up to, it seems for Danny to stop him, you know, and that's what Danny's mom is telling him. You get a little Mephisto as well in here, just thrown in there. Yeah, he's just uh, hanging out in the Vegas jail. Say yeah you know, say the war's coming, and you know you're going to need me, and things like that so and he's like, You thought I was bad. Where do you see what's going down and so, yeah, you end with a pretty cool cliffhanger where Johnny has just gone insane, and this guy is done I mean really, he is tied up with chains through him he's on fire he's everything that could go bad here, just as Danny's mom says. You know, you gotta really, really stop him You have to stop Johnny And says he's gone mad with power So you see, and you saw Lilith trying to You know, she's making her play All these other things going on So... I liked it. And actually that when I, I sequenced this together, this third time that I've read it, I liked yeah. it a
0: little more than no, I did, I, did I,
2: I enjoy the book. I don't think it's bad yeah. by any means. Uh, I just a think that if you've been waiting
1: art. for answers and things like that and wanting to know what's going down and getting a hint that you're going to get stuff leading from the damnation and things like that, especially of Mephisto being shown in jail, still things like that, that is pretty cool for people who are paying attention and reading and stuff like that. I hadn't been. So even then, I'm going to go up. I actually said at one point I'd be like a seven, seven, five. I could be seven, five to eight now. And I'm going to go eight. I'm going to go more positive. I hope Aaron still doesn't yell at me, which he probably will. (laughs) Um, But even with the, I love the colors in the book. I, I think that they're great. It's just, Aaron Cooter just doesn't do it for me a lot yeah, of times. So, me and there are a couple panels here, but for the most part, when he's doing demons, when he's doing Ghost Rider, being Ghost Rider, it's really good. It's just like the standard everyday people; it just throws me off. Yeah, a, it's, bit. It's a little uh, off.
2: What would you give it? I'm going to also give it an eight. I, I mean, I enjoy the story. I've been I've been following most of the Ghost Rider stuff as it's come out and, and read it. Um, you know that Spirit of Vengeance mini, I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um. I I I don't know. I don't have many problems story wise with it, but uh, no, I'm not it, a huge fan not. of the art. Uh, I do like the Mephisto stuff, and how yeah. that's gonna all come full circle. Sounds like he might actually end up helping Danny to kind of yeah. I think it will out. So uh, yeah, I
1: think that Danny's gonna have to go and get him at some point, and yeah. and get his help. And that's I, pretty I think cool, Danny's so.
2: gonna try to replace put Mephisto just back where he belongs, and get get that's, uh yeah, you know Ghost Rider so. out of there. I think
1: is a little it'd bit it'd be of what funny we're too. There. It's like he goes to get Mephisto, and they're like, No, 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 uh, he's over in Superior Spider Man at this yeah. point. And okay, he goes. Place. And back he's like, in oh, 10 No, minutes. no, no, he, he's an amazing Spider Man now. Okay. <laughs> he, oh, no, no, he, he's in Daredevil right now. It's like he's the guy's everywhere. Yeah, he's everywhere. he's everywhere. everywhere. Now, again, we we even joked and we forgot we do have the Caretaker oh, the Chronicles at yeah, the M. That's right. Which is Ed Brisson and uh Juan Frighieri on art, Jason Keith on colors, and VC's Joe manga. It's very just starting yeah, out It's like three it, you pages
2: know. Indiana Jones-ish type yeah, stuff Yeah, and
1: basically by the end of it You see that, you know, the chronicles Of the Ghost Rider uh, May not have been complete or utter lies And we're going to find out what exactly The real story is behind them And then you end up getting one of those Upcoming and Ghost Rider Slash panels which, yeah. I hate these panels I, I really don't like hate them either. when they show This coming up in this year of this at, That actually at DC was a very Jeff Johns thing back in the day And it drives me nuts because half the time we don't get that stuff and then I get upset that's why I get upset all the time. But it looks great. It looks cool. What's uh, the last
2: one that the three Jokers thing is one of them that yeah, kind of really, yeah, you know, that's what still I'm saying, hanging this out there? Is, yeah,
1: and you're just waiting. So you get excited. But not being uh, very learned in the whole Ghost Rider, you know, lore and stuff like that. I, I don't know what any of this stuff is. I'm like, okay, I see Mephisto there. And I think that might be Lilith with her gang of mods. <laughs> I like those, you know, those scooters. It's like the, the kick-ass Vespa gang from hell. It is what they have. Yeah, I'm like, not? all right, I'll go with it. Mm, Badasses. Uh, but yeah, so we have that going forward. Uh, But yeah, other than that, we're going to move on to the next book and the last book of the night. It's a book that I reviewed on the site. Also a book that I think I liked a lot more than you. And that is Daredevil number 12. It is Through Hell. Part two. Everything's in hell nowadays, I know. Right? and it's yeah. all going the to hell. Hulk, Daredevil, just, Johnny, just Blaze. like this podcast, right? <laughs> it is written yeah, by we Chip starsky art by Marco Concetto. uh and I, I do like his art. uh Him being back now, yeah, me too. Uh, colors by Nolan Woodard, and the letters by VCs Clayton Cowles that gets shoved all the way down onto that Poor page. Guy. I hate I when the they way do they that. The
2: credits, oh, it's the worst. Weird,
1: yeah. Daredevil isn't enough. His longtime enemy, Mayor Wilson Fisk, has been trying to move his business dealings out of the shadows and into the light. However, some of the crime bosses under Fisk's thumb don't want to play nice. He means Owsley. That's yeah. what they mean there. Mostly. With a dinner plan by the powerful Stroman family. And that's what ended up Owsley saying when he ended up flying off after slicing that guy last issue. Coming up, Fisk needs to clear his plate. And you know, he likes to clear his place. And Matt Murdock was struggling with life after Daredevil when his ex, the assassin Electra, told him she needs to train him to get his skills back up to par. And it's funny they say that because she shows up in this as if she's now going to tell him they're going to train. And I was like, you you said this already. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, She's making sure you remember. Well, out of the town. Out on the town with his best friend, Foggy Nelson, Matt finds someone in trouble and needs to be saved. And that would be Daredevil. And we ended up, and I do want to mention that when we were talking about it before, I ended up saying that the whole a deal was they ended up having a sting to get daredevil when you had cole north and all that going on and then i was corrected by i believe double a run and the slack who said no 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 they were had a sting out for spider-man because that's who they ended up getting yeah they were so moving I was on wrong. they
2: haven't seen daredevil in a while
1: yeah from- and so they were doing the spider-man which was and and when he said that i realized you know what you're right because they ended up telling cole earlier at that point like okay daredevil's done you got to also do these guys you can't just worry about about just Daredevil. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, But what ended up happening at the end of that issue was you had the police grabbing what I thought they thought was the real Daredevil. It seems like now they know that he's not. You just know, they're imposter. really spelling yeah. that out of, you know, him being neighborhood watch and things like that. These, you know, these nonsense daredevils, but still they end up with the idea and maybe not. I, I don't know because it, it never really fully spells it out, especially it the Zoggy like showing up, not him but it me. seems like they know it. And uh, they end up just wanting to knock some heads and, and yeah. killing the guy. I mean, they're pretty much spelling out of. We're going to run. You know, we're going to kill him. And I'm not going to be around to do the cleanup. Let's get this done. They're talking about another uh, officer, a lady who ended up being uh, missed by the book. They even say about uh, Nance. And they're like, what happened to Nance? Uh, She got fired because she, you know, missed by the book. Yeah, that's what happens when you, you play by the rules in the kitchen. The rules come and kick you in the butt. And they even say that to this daredevil. Like you hear that, you know, there is no law in the kitchen. Now you get us. And it's one of those where the vigilantes are bad enough, but now you got these dirty cops. They're the worst. And they get, you get a knock on the door. And I like the idea of this page turn here. I think it's played out really well by Chip Zdarsky because even with what we left with and what we get as the overall narration from Matt himself, you're expecting him to show up, you know, with the the wrap around his head and start kicking butt. Instead, his plan is Foggy to show up. And I love the way Foggy shows up because it does, in my mind, play off like a movie where you end up having the most ridiculous thing going on but the bad guys just end up not knowing like they yeah, don't they even know how it. to react yeah and they don't even know how to react because foggy just shows up and says oh by the you know that's my client there you have him." and i'm on the phone here i'm with another lawyer who if he they hear anything going on that's nonsense they're going to call the police the real police you know the police that you don't want to be seen with and uh, they're going to come and arrest you for this sort of thing and he even says yeah my buddy he's doing some vigilanteing he, it's not like that's up and up. He's in trouble. I'm going to work on that. That's my case with him. But you guys are doing some bad stuff as yeah, well, including on the books maybe either. you know murder is what you're <laughs> you're talking about. So what you're going to do is you're going to uncuff him and we're going to walk out of here and then we'll be fine. And they're like uncuff him. They start going and that's at the last second. You end up the one guy shook You know the one cups like wait a minute. Let me see that phone, and I'm like, "Why doesn't Matt have a phone? And I know. Just at least why do, play why it they out on
2: the line with anybody. Else, why just wouldn't somebody. you
1: play it out the right way? Now you can tell me that Matt doesn't have a phone. I get one. Then I'm sure yeah. Foggy could get one. Get a you, you can't. You can't. And I know that this is last second. This plan had to go real quick. But you, you got to call somebody. But <laughs> he, he's on voicemail and so then they're like all right you're going to die and and you end up with Matt there was just around the corner uh looking pretty badass with his hand wraps and his you know bandana around his head and he's like okay i guess i'm plan b and he just goes in and starts you know wrecking house again Trying and to, i anyway. like the i like yeah. the progression of this because he is getting beat up. There's too many cops there. Yeah. These aren't just thugs. These are trained cops. He's in big trouble. At one point, he gets knocked out or at least shoves the guy and him out the window onto the fire escape because he's in big trouble. This leads then to when Electra shows up again and says, we're going to train there. You're like, yeah, he he does have he to train. It. He really yeah. does. So I like that progression. I actually really like a book like this especially if you're gonna have a street level guy like a daredevil like that where they have to get beat up sometimes you can't it's almost like it's like what i like about jackie chan movies back in the day jackie chan will get the crap kicked out of him through 90 percent of the movie but he keeps fighting back and then eventually you know runs up a wall and jumps around does a split and a kick so it ends up It it means more when they end up winning, and I do like that. But, yeah, Matt's in big trouble. (laughs) He's getting the crap. Yeah. He's trying to disarm people as it goes. He's getting choked out. That's yeah, why that, he has to go out that window. That's about all he's
2: doing well here is disarming them. Everything else yeah. is not
1: not really now, working out right. In the meantime, he even says and he you know, he can sense a lot. He can hear things. This is his thing. He even says while Foggy goes in, he's kind of monitoring how these people are reacting. He's like, there's only one guy who's really going nuts with his heartbeat. That's Foggy. But he's doing good. He's sweating. I actually thought it was going to be one of those, almost like in, you know, Total Recall, when you ended up having the doctor go back in saying that he was with Arnold in the dream, and then they Arnold saw the sweat go down and realized this guy's lying. sure, Foggy is sweating so much that I thought they're going to see, but maybe they're like, boy, this guy likes the buffet. (laughs) Foggy's <laughs> not trim
0: they're like yeah we just are kind of up there
1: spicy He's just, chinese I'm telling you and also just the idea and i think that the elevators down he had to go up like 10 flights of steps that's not foggy's thing if anything that's his arch enemy stairs so yes, he ends up there everybody's. and so then you go to fisk who's got this big dinner and I like this progression. And I actually, I love the progression we've had of Kingpin since this book has started. And even double A Rum was talking about it when we were done our X books, where he said this was a lot of it was set up with Charles Soule, even though, you know, he didn't like that. But this yeah, whole mayor run. Fisk thing. And now, but as it's going on where Fisk did go to the, you know, crime bosses, including Owlsley, uh, and saying, listen, everybody, we can, be we can be rich. We yep. can be rich all together. But what you have to do is, you know, know your role, stay within your bounds. Don't try to mess up other people's deal. We'll all make money. Everybody'll get their cut. Uh, don't mess up. And Owsley did. We yeah, saw him. He he lot. wants to rule it all. He looked at that as okay, everybody else is gonna listen. So that means I don't have to, so I could just kill them all and it'll be easy. And he ended up messing up things. And Fisk at that one point Look like he, well, he said, I'm going to send you to my personal island instead of killing you because I don't kill anymore. And that's where most of these people, including Owsley, looks at that as weakness, as like, oh, look at you. You're not killing anybody. Why should I be afraid of this? You're the mayor. You're a jerk. And even when Owsley left, he said, oh, you have that big dinner with the Strowmans, and when you go there, I'm sure they're not going to want to hear all this nonsense, like stuff that I know about you, you know, pretty much blackmailing and threatening them, and then flew off after he sliced a guy. (laughs) And you saw Fisk, like right there, you saw Fisk kind of like, this is ridiculous. But even then, you end up having things going. And Wesley, is assistant, even he is kind of talking to him in a way that he wouldn't have before. It, yeah. This has continued throughout all this. where He's even like thinking that he's more of an equal with Fisk and, and that Fisk won't do anything. So you've been waiting for him to blow his lid Snap. and yeah. wondering who's going to get it. We find out here because he goes into this dinner. And, again, if you're reading comics, as long as you or Eric Shea and every time you have Fisk, people are afraid of him. You know, Kingpin is a threat. Yeah, fear. You know, you, you don't just end up just saying anything him. He doesn't to even him. have
2: to be being mean to you. you know so he saying? walks
1: into this party. With these fancy dancy guys and gals and they are making fun of him to his face. I mean, they are making jokes about how he's a fat so, how he's not educated, how he's nothing, how he's, you know, from he got his hands dirty, things like that as they're eating. And you have the whole thing where you, you did have Fisk through this whole thing. Okay, play the game. Let's go. You know, real power is what you have now. This is better than what we were doing before and he's just going and these guys especially the one guy he is oh, such terrible sure yeah. oh he's the worst and, and i'm telling you for the weird deal too and i don't think it plays out fully this guy reminds me of elsley a little the way he looks <laughs> like that could even be a thing like yeah, he's he looking does. at him it's like the hair you look like the Al- yeah the hair. hair i'm telling you it's like You look like Owsley, and I'm real mad at Owsley right now, so you better watch yourself. But yeah, the guy's just saying things, and even at the point, because the whole idea of this meeting, what Fisk has been doing, as we've seen, is... He he's trying to push the idea where they're going to legalize marijuana. He's doing like underhanded, almost like insider trading to, to get ready for that, using his you know being the mayor and all that to influence it, so he can make a ton of money. This is going to be how he's going to make legit money. And he says, "This is more power than what I was doing before. The nonsense I was always upset about Daredevil and Spide. all these guys, I was always upset about. I, I don't have to worry about them anymore. Yeah. I, I can just make money." just sitting around and having fancy dinners and things. Well, they, they just end up, that one guy just keeps going. And they're like, oh, stop it now. You, you know, don't do that. Oh, my God. Uh, Tyrone, his name is. Tyrone. Yeah. Oh, my. Why chair. are you doing that? So when Fisk goes out, he's like, hey, can I go to the washroom? They're like, yeah, yeah, it's down the hall there. You know, main hall, first left." And he goes out, And I think the last bit there is that he hears them talking to this Tyrone. Then the family's like, Tyrone, listen, and Ty, stop being a jerk. You're playing with him. He's so dumb, this Fisk, that all you have to do is say things that he won't understand. And we could have our jokes, you know, and we could laugh at him and he won't even know it because he's nonsense. And. Fisk is like, this is bull crap. Yeah. This is nothing it's like the, of what he's I was trying to calm himself down in the bathroom like this he is, is just there, a almost, new game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's and that's the thing is he is going with the idea where in my mind you have a breaking point here where Fisk has to decide between two things. Does he want to be powerful or does he want to be respected? And in all in all, I do think he likes to be respected and yeah. slash feared. Yeah, fear is is the power of the two, I think. Fear and respect, I think, is what he lives for. And he does he just had Owsley basically laugh in his face and fly off. And and one of the lines was the only taste of blood you've had recently is, you know, at your fancy dinners, things like that. People are talking back to him. People are laughing in his face, and he's not gonna go with it. He's not gonna stand for that. And it, it is gonna be the idea of Respect and fear is way more than money and power at this point because he was getting that before. This is the easy way out. He is ending up, in my mind, going against everything he stands for to be this mayor, to be this guy who ends up, you know, trying to play this new game. Uh, and in the meantime, where you have a Matt Murdoch, Daredevil who is fighting to try to get back to what he was as well. And uh so I think that it's very well played. And it's very well yeah. played in the point where you have a big villain in Fisk in this book Daredevil, but yet daredevil and fisk aren't really against each other and that's what i love about this They're kind of reliving
2: different parallel journeys
1: yeah and that's what i like about it is you end up having this character progression for both characters but yet they're not facing off against each other yet at least and i really really like it now things that fisk's doing are affecting matt things that matt's doing are affecting fisk but they're not against each other and it's it's gonna t- it's taking a turn here with this yeah. because while uh Fisk is in the bathroom, this Tyrone, this Ty, why would he go to this bathroom? I don't know. Why after, Apparently why there's eleven after, other
2: ones in this house too. Why
1: after making fun of, you know, this huge guy and again he doesn't respect him or fear him, obviously, because he ends up going to the bathroom and i could just imagine it's like we didn't see the part where the mother's like hey ty can you go to the bathroom down there because they, they're so sick of him they yeah. want so he's waiting <laughs> and you know there's the knock knock and you see fisk is pissed he's already mad and he's like you know he says you're in control you know you're in there's these knocks and he's like you know play the game it's a new game but still play it and it's this tie. And he's like, hey, man, there's like 15 toilets in this place, but I ain't about to get lost. So he's like that. But he's like, hey, I'm assuming this still works. Basically, you know, yeah, you're going to crap like you a gorilla it, in there. Yeah. and You broke it because you're big fat. So, And he's had enough. He grabs it. And just the idea where you have this fisk that's been taunted, nobody cares. When he grabs this tie... You are reminded that this guy is humongous. Is yeah. His hand is almost his full face, this piece of crap that was making fun. He drags him into the bathroom and then just kills him. And Beats he just goes, yeah. oh my, god, it is a crime scene to, to envy all crime scenes. Yeah, there's it blood is everywhere. blood everywhere. Everywhere handprints and blood. Blood. He ended up throwing them into the bathtub. The curtains on them all filled with blood. Fisk is covered in blood. There's no way he gets out of this without no. people knowing. No. And now the mayor has murdered somebody. Now I guess that what we're going to get, and this is my guess, I'm guessing that the idea that Fisk is going to learn that this game that he's playing with these people and these you know powerful people, it will continue where they're going to end up with this is an opportunity for them to get an inside deal deal with money yeah yeah and and i don't think that they're going to care i I think they're going to use this to their advantage and then that's going to be somebody else that fisk is going to have to you know almost be like why am i doing this when these people have this uh you know so that's what i think i don't think they're calling the police and things like that because they're probably involved in some crap too uh in the meantime with uh daredevil they're just fighting they're yeah. fighting. He's so getting beat up. For him, he, yeah. He's fighting. You end up where I don't know why, but Fog- Foggy and this pseudo in. daredevil decides to make a U-turn. They yeah. come up to help, luckily away, for him. But I just like, why are you doing this at a point that guys, the, the daredevil uh, is about to get thrown off a building. You end up having Matt have to save it uh save them but then you end up seeing that electra does show up looks great too when electra shows up and it's just like hey you know what i think i'm gonna have to train you (laughs) yeah we We need to relearn some fighting skills (laughs) there she said and the thing is the last time she showed up and she's like hey you know the stick did this and we're doing that and you know i'll eventually train you i guess this is when she's just decided yeah I think we got to train you. You are getting the crap kicked out of you at all steps. Uh, so we're going to have that. So the big two cliffhangers in this are fist killing a man who does deserve it. Really, I'm yeah, telling you. Yeah, Not that anybody deserves to be killed, all. but I didn't feel bad. He was a jerk. He runs his mouth. This guy thought he was on Twitter anonymous. He wasn't. And then no. he went. There. I'm telling you, why go to that bathroom? It just. Oh my goodness. What what a what a bad idea. But, yeah, you also have Daredevil end up with Electra saying, you know, we're going to train now. So that's pretty cool two deals. I like the art a lot in this. I thought it was really good, especially, I'm telling you, just the panels at the end where you have Fisk just going to town. And you don't see, you know, it's not going to be so graphic of the idea that you see Fisk putting his hand through a guy. But what you see are these little panels yeah, with blood splatter. And then the just red panels are just yeah. blood. And then end up where fisk realizes oh no what did i do and looking at his hands saying out spot out and he is in trouble so he's <laughs> got to do something so we'll see how that goes and then i'm telling you then you see next issue and i'm like oh man he's all bloody yeah, up it looks in like that a, a fisk focused issue here yeah yeah so i i really liked it i'm really liking this run of daredevil i don't this is like one of those where I haven't read a lot of Daredevil. This is my Daredevil and yes. I've really been yeah, enjoying it. Be it has now in my mind because of the other books, even you know the other book that I wanted to marry, Invaders, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of faded a little in my love. I think that now I'm gonna divorce Invaders and I'm gonna marry, gonna Daredevil. marry Daredevil. That's Daredevil what again? I do. Yeah. By the end of by the end of this year, I'm gonna have like 17 wives. I think because I'm I am not gonna have much of a paycheck switching. left. Yeah, no, well, no, really, <laughs> I just get the heck out. Really, I, they, they'll never find me. But yeah, so I that's the problem. Chip Sidarski will tell tell Invaders where I am and then I'm done. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so with this, I think that Daredevil is one of my favorite books right now. I'm really enjoying it. I really enjoyed this issue. I give it an eight five, and the reason I'm not higher is because the part with Daredevil is just an extended fight. Yes, it shows that he still needs training, but in the last 11 issues, we already knew that. We already saw him kill a man because he wasn't trained enough. Yeah, he wasn't so we end up you know, coming game. back from dead and all that stuff. So I, you know, we all knew that he needed to be trained. I didn't need an extended fight, but mainly this issue's focus was the whole thing with Kingpin, which I loved. I thought was great. So 8 5 for me, what would you give it?
2: I'm going to give it a 7 5 just mostly because the I like the Kingpin stuff, some of the, the conversation between. The the uh rich people bored me a little bit, but um you the, stolen the,
0: my dreams. <laughs> I'm just gonna the, think through. So, know, yeah, the
2: so. Matt Murdoch stuff I, I enjoy, but again it didn't move forward very much from the last cliffhanger
1: we got. We with will not also let you Elektra. get
0: away with this.
1: That's right, Brandon. I'm not letting you get away with That's it. That's my yeah. seven five reason. 7-5. There you go. I like he, the I, art, I, though, a lot in this issue. How dare you? There you go again. I, yep. I don't know. She's mad at you. She's yes, mad she at you that you said 7-5. I, I, I don't know why. I have a lot of emissions from my car. I guess. Yes, she, She's, she's very holding man, a grudge. I said she is climate change girl and also the uh, biggest defender how dare of Daredevil. You? So there you <laughs> go But yeah, 8-5 I'm going with you Go 7-5 That's still pretty high For yeah, you so. Because you're negative Nancy I like Ghost Rider A little better Than I did Daredevil one, so okay. the Daredevil Okay Well that's cool scores, so. I'm sure Double A Ron Will love to hear that You guys yeah. don't agree a lot that, That's the thing You I don't, don't agree on yet. a ton of things That's why I, I record separately With you guys You're always <laughs> fighting always always getting in fights mm. you too but yeah so that is it for this podcast thanks everybody for listening I hope you enjoyed it I think we went a little longer than I was ever yeah. planning to tonight but we just kind of talked and went with it now I gotta edit this thing and it's yeah. after midnight it's after the witching hour and I have to work tomorrow so we'll see how that goes but thanks everybody for listening like we said go over to our website that is weird Science, check out our twitter at WS Marvel comics and if you want to hear more shows with me and brandon a bunch of other people me and eric stuff like that dc marvel indie other uh go over to patreon.com slash weird science and check those out so thanks everybody and see you later